second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 11. We're coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location somewhere in New England. We don't know where. Tonight is a very special night. We have our first guest, a special guest. But before we get to that, we got another introduction to do. You know him. Some say... He's a distant relative of the Sasquatch itself. Others say that he's an urban legend and folklore roaming the woods of New England. You know him. Ron from New England. Ron, what's going on? Hello, everybody. Ron from New England here. Buckley again for the great introduction. I, he didn't bring up anything special about my eyes. He always looks at me into my eyes. He loves my eyes because they're mesmerizing. That's very beautiful, very yeah, beautiful. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, Buckley, uh, I, I came up with a new nickname for you. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I forgot it already. Was it Tristina? No, it was something to do with you being a hipster. Bucklina? Oh, oh no, no, here it is. Buckley, oh, the handsome... Hi- hi- fucking hate. The <laughs> handsome... Is that Biden over there? The hot... The Jesus. handsome... Biden? Hipster. <laughs> The handsome hipster. Yeah, that sounds like a children's book. Well, we could we could make a children's book. Out the of hamster. It, but, but the, <laughs> hey, so uh, so we're all excited tonight. We got a special guest in the studio tonight. First oh, guest. Uh, his name is Evan. That's all you're getting for now. Uh, we're gonna bring him on in a little bit. We're gonna do our uh, our normal stuff in the beginning. Then we're gonna bring you in. So strap in or strap on and get ready for a wild ride. Why don't we just bring him in right now? <clears throat> You want to do that right now? Hell yeah. Do right. it up. Okay, so we're going to do our normal stuff in a couple minutes, but I want to welcome first guest in the studio, first guest on the Wicked Planet podcast. You don't know him, but you're going to know him because he's <laughs> going to be a regular. Evan from New Hampshire Sasquatch, welcome to the show. Hey guys, this is Evan from New Hampshire Sasquatch. I love to be on today, and thank you, Ron and Buckley, for inviting me on the show it's oh, awesome very to be welcome. here yeah no very, problem very, uh, very welcome yeah yeah so for, we, for maybe sure. maybe we should kind of you know let evan you know what we kind of do in the beginning the introduction 
What do you mean? What do we do usually? Okay, so we just do our normal little spiel that we always do. Uh, the weather report's going to be real, real short today. It was fucking rainy. It, it, it was rainy all Memorial Weekend, and it kind of sucked. It was beautiful all last week. We actually hit 90-something degrees one day. Everybody's excited uh, for Memorial Day weekend. It's a chance for everybody to kind of, you know, spend time with their family and and get together and think about what the holiday was actually about, which is um, commemorating our fallen soldiers. Uh, so, uh, so shout out goes to, to all of those guys, men and women. Thank you for your service. Forces. Yeah. Thank you for your thank service. Thank you for your service. Uh, but of course it was cold and rainy Saturday, Sunday, and Monday and Tuesday morning. What do we got? Rain. No, we didn't. Oh, it was tornado. a little cloudy and then it turned beautiful. And today was like 85 degrees and sunny. So it's perfect in my eyes. So. That's all you got for the weather report. Did you have a good weekend? I had a good weekend, nonetheless. Well, yeah, Evan, I actually got to a... spend some alone time, which was something I really needed. Jerking? No. Oh, sorry. This is a... Oh, no. I got to clean is, up my you never, and We've already messed up several times, so <sighs> let's put <sighs> some money... Show. Yeah, so let's put some money into the swear job. Sorry, Ron gave forewarned me that this was a family-friendly show, and... Uh... I, I want it to be as family friendly as possible. Evan, how, how was your weekend? Your Memorial weekend? What'd you do? What'd you, did you hunt? Oh, I was working all weekend. Working? Okay. Wow. It's just no fun at all. Oh yeah. yeah it's like wow. That's hey, rough. Hey, we <laughs> all have to work. A lot of friends of mine actually work the weekend too. We're not yeah. fortunate enough to. You got to make a living. Yeah, be able to take time off. Somewhere. You got to make a living. You got to do what you do to support your family, and there's nothing wrong with that. All right. So what's uh, open it up? Current events. Uh, I mean, the big one for me was uh, the emails. Yeah, Fauci's emails. They you know, were I mean, leaked? Were they leaked? Or? It says they were leaked. I have not had a chance to look at them, but you said that you did a little bit? A teeny bit. Yeah, um, so what do you got? What are you so taking away? Everything that I saw read was kind of saying that um, these emails were either released or leaked, and the White House is currently looking for an out plan for Dr. Fauci. Um, and basically, the emails are saying things like Dr. Fauci was talking about in these in these emails was talking about how masks did not work. And he knew that and that um, they just continued that narrative to basically keep people in fear. Um, also, that they knew COVID came from a lab um, and was not like some natural occurring virus that it in fact was from a lab. And there was one more thing that I kind of... Oh, that Fauci... Sorry. That Fauci himself actually funded the studies... For, for gain-of-function. Gain for gain-of-function, but the Wuhan lab, through a third-party system. But I have heard before that Dr. Fauci was funding um, the labs while they were in, in North Carolina, one of the Carolinas, um, before it kind of... Somebody put into law uh, this... I don't know, some law that basically combated what they were doing in the virology lab, and then it got moved to Wuhan. Ron, what do you have to say about this? Yeah, so I didn't have a chance to look at the emails. Had a really busy day today, uh, and the only thing I was seeing was some posts on some Instagram posts, uh, and they're so small you can't, I can't see it anyway. He's blind. Yeah, so so I need to do that. But but uh, but but you mentioned, and I actually totally forgot. That the right. White House is looking for an exit strategy to get yeah. rid of Fauci. And to tell you the truth, he probably should be uh, arrested. He's a sacrifice. Uh, because it was also, didn't something come out where uh, where they knew that hydroxychloroquine would actually help 
uh, with COVID symptoms. And remember, oh, yeah. and remember when Trump brought that up, everybody kind of laughed it off and Fauci said, no, nah, no. Nah, and they just totally demonized it. They took it off the market in the United States. You couldn't even get your hands on it. Okay, what is it? What, what is their agenda there when they don't want people to get healthy? I, I don't understand that. Depopulation. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we're not going to get into it tonight. But anyways, evidently that was in the emails as well. So so as far as I'm concerned, uh, along with the nuking that he got from Rand Paul, was it last week, week before? Right. And all this stuff that's being leaked out now, we found out that he recently sold his house for a couple million dollars. Uh, I don't know. If he's not running scared, he needs to be running scared. Well, Rand Paul, is he's been throwing haymakers at him. He's been putting him on, in the corner and on the ropes, and he has not been rope-a-doping yeah. at all. He's no, been he's taking him. No. He's going to go down. He's definitely Fauci's been go taking down. the hits and looking like a fool, yeah. Yeah. honestly. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is that Fauci could have disclosed the things that could have helped these people, uh, and the numbers would have been a lot less. Of course, we know the numbers are pumped up. Uh, even the CDC admits only 6% of the people that are uh, saying that they had actually uh, had COVID was only 6% of the people actually had COVID right. with no comorbid- comorbidities. Right. So, okay, so we're starting now. Everybody, I think, is, uh, like we said in a couple of shows before, everybody's having a little bit of COVID fatigue. I think we're all done with it. I think everybody's waking up to the fact that it's hey, a, that it's a freaking scam. The Capitol today. I don't know, Evan, if you know about this or Ron, you know about this, but uh, the ordinance is up for the face masks, and a lot of the biz- businesses in Concord have been taken down. There are face masks required signs. Okay, but he did. He, our Governor Sununu did extend the state of emergency, though, and I, and I think there's a reason for that. What? Yeah. No, that was reported today that when he the- extended the uh, state of emergency. Unless I read it wrong, which the I'm pretty sure mask I didn't. Thing or like... Well, the face mask is just one one element of it, right? Uh, all I could tell you huh. is I went to a very popular restaurant in town last night to meet up with uh, my uh, my buddies. Uh, boys' night, we go out, have a couple of drinks, have some uh, appetizers, get a little something to eat. And we just kind of we just kind of shoot the breeze and get caught up with each other. Although we were all together, you know, uh, on Sunday, anyways. But anyways, we had it planned. Uh, walked into the restaurant, not a single person wearing a mask, no mask signs. And I know the person personally that owns this restaurant. And, uh, and I know that he's kind of, he's in the camp that this whole coronavirus thing's kind of a, a done deal and a, a little bit of a scam. I know in the beginning they had to follow all the rules that the state of New Hampshire put into play. Uh, but right now it's looking pretty good in town. Yeah, but I but but if I read that right, Governor Sununu did extend the state of emergency, which I feel allows them to continue to give the vaccine. Well, yeah, because it's not FDA approved and without the FDA FDA approval, they can't really do that. They can't that administer it, yeah. Unless there's a state of emergency. Evan, what's your two cents on this? So, unfortunately, I accidentally got the vaccine. Ooh. So, I dun, am dun, I am dun, dun, dun. So, no, that's fine. Fir- that's fine. Let's So, let's the fine. first one didn't affect me too much, but the second one I was down out for about 18 hours. 18 and i actually did have covid uh in late april early may of last year okay and right. I, so you would have had covid antibodies in your system supposedly so i hear that if you've had covid within a certain amount of time of getting the vaccine then you it can actually affect you pretty badly once you get it's the like vaccine. the first couple of weeks right it castrated me basically they, they, they cut his balls off they fell right off. Where are your balls now? Do you know? Oh, they're in my side pocket right here. Hey, listen, oh. Evan, Evan, we're not. <laughs> he we keeps don't, them in his side pocket. <laughs> we're not. Good luck, Char. Uh, both, <laughs> both Buckley and I have numerous friends that have gotten a vaccine. Yes. It's not a big deal. We're not going to bust on you for it. 
Uh, we say it's a choice if you want to get the vaccine. Cool. But you should probably try to get those balls reattached. I would say, yeah, Hopefully. if you're having a problem. I already have one kid. I don't need another. Yeah. <laughs> Fair well, enough. I'll, actually, I'll drink to that. Yeah. Cryogenic that. freeze. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So I don't think we need to go into that anymore. Uh, everybody do your homework on that. Go search out the Fauci emails. Right. Uh, take a look. Make your decision. Hopefully this opens up some people's eyes. Uh, next thing. Well, actually, I wanted to get done with COVID, but this is kind of COVID related. Oh, my. Uh, China starting to get upset with us now because everything's leading back to the fact that it did come from the Wuhan lab. Big fucking surprise. Yeah, which Ron Stradamus called last June on the Dangerous World podcast, episode 42. Who is Ron Stradamus? Ron Stradamus is a name that Ryan gave me because I'm good at predicting the future. Oh, that's you? Sounds yeah, like I'm, a weirdo. Oh, Stradamus. sorry. Yeah. I had to... Yeah. Uh, so I had to clarify that. So anyways, they're getting a little upset now that people are catching on to uh, the whole thing. And of course, they don't want to own up to that, right? They don't want anything to do with that. Uh, and Biden, uh, you know, whether you think he's the president or not, doesn't matter. Chinese agent. But but uh, Biden had ordered an investigation into the uh, to the origins of COVID. And he gave a 90-day deadline. Of course, we're not expecting a lot of help from the Chinese. But now we're hearing... That China is threatening nuclear war with us. I'll go fuck yourself, China. That's that's the latest. First thing. of all, I just have to say, China is so crazy with trying to cover up anything linked to to coronavirus. That's why certain doctors who have spoken out against the coronavirus coming from China, celebrities have all gone missing. They just up and disappear. People well, no, that are well the, known. They went to the countryside. Whatever. Well known people. They disappear if they speak out against the government, if they speak out anything to do linking uh, COVID to China. And let's not forget, people, that there is a genocide going on right now in China. We're not going to get too far into this, but the fallen Uyghurs. Yeah, basically Nazi concentration camps in China against the Uyghurs, which are uh, an Islamic group, if I'm not mistaken. Muslim. Isn't that what I said? I yeah, it's one of those. Muslim, Muslim. Yeah. or Islamic. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so this thing's going on there. We, we're hearing stories that they're uh, forced labor. Uh, you're probably out there making your iPhone that you paid a grand for. Death camps. Yeah. Sterilizing the females. Sterilizing, that's a big... Actually, uh, actually it's funny you brought up. that up. Yeah. So now China is saying you can have up to three kids. So I'm thinking... <laughs> How nice of you, China. I, I think that their single-child policy is coming back to bite them in the ass because now they're running out of slaves. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? I don't know. Okay, so anyway, so yeah, so China's threatening, uh, well, gearing up for nuclear war. Uh, they have warned the United States uh, for us not to do anything that could that could trigger a nuclear showdown. Okay, we've had those before. We had we had it with Cuba. We've had it with we had it with Russia for forty or fifty years. Yeah, I don't think I'm too worried about the Chinese. China. Come at me, bruh. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do? Another interesting thing from China. Just getting the reports. Of a new strain of bird flu Boo. Uh, called the H10N3, uh, reported to be now uh, in, in humans. So uh, is this the next boogeyman? Is this the next thing we need to be scared of? I'm now, did that scared. originate in wet markets like supposedly the coronavirus did? I, well, coronavirus allegedly started in the wet market that happened to be like yep. the, a block down from this uh, bio lab. But this is a yeah. variant. So it's kind of like an evolved strain of the original. Yeah, it's strain. an evolved strain strain of the I original. I just find it amazing how all these viruses, specifically coronaviruses and animal based viruses, come from China. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that seems to be the rule, right? 
Uh, wow. Anyway, so that's the next thing. That's going to be your next lockdown, your next mask, your next. What about the your next takeout only, uh, and all that? They we, they we never mind. Do you have something else to say about that? No, I'm good with that. I'm just okay, so, I'm just letting people know that the bird flu might be the next boogeyman. Well, we I just got to mention it. I haven't read the report, but the Pentagon supposedly came out with their their UFO report. Has anyone here read it? Uh, did it actually come out? I, it was supposed to come out either the first or the second. It was supposed to come out on June first. I don't think it's totally put out yet. Because I I tried I, looking for it yeah. on the first and I couldn't find anything. Just articles like they're going to put it out and this is what you yeah. Can expect. Well, they're they're probably just gonna string us out for who knows how long now. Oh, uh, yeah. Boy. So so we'll be looking forward to that. So yeah. No, I don't think it's out yet. Uh, seems to me I read a report that it's not out yet. Uh, so we'll keep our eyes out for that. As everybody knows, and listens to the show. A UFO is a big thing for us here. Uh, okay, so, uh, oh, something else kind of cool. An Iranian naval vessel somehow got blown up in, in the uh, Sea of Oman yesterday or today. Where's that? Where, where's the Sea of Oman? It's right off the coast of Iran. Ah. Yeah. So so I think, uh, could this be some type of retaliation from the Israelis? They... they and I guess it was one of Iran's, like, one of their flagships, one of their big ships. Uh, was smoking pretty good. I saw the video. Uh, that's, you know, probably going to go down. They're going to have to send uh, James Cameron uh, out to find that one pretty soon. Anyways, uh, <laughs> just stuff heating up with Iran, okay? Uh, the funny thing about Iran, though, is that we found out that Biden has been buying oil from Iran. We're what? Not, we're not supposed to be doing business with Iran, like, oh, at wow. all. Yeah, yeah, and he's just giving him more money from that uh, pallets of hundred dollar bills that Obama gave that him. That guy's so corrupt. Yeah. yeah, so so Biden shuts down domestic oil and gas, shuts down pipelines, and then buys oil from our enemies. So that sounds about right. I was under the impression that Obama had uh, no, no pff, Biden. I was under the impression that Biden had died. Is that not? Well, I think he's been dead for a while. Just look at him. He's a clone. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, well, there's all the clone stories going on. Okay. Hillary's a clone. They're all just clones. Yeah, Joe Biden's a clone. He's actually Jim Carrey. What whatever. do we think about Tom Hanks? Is he a clone? They're saying Tom Hanks is a clone. But Tom Hanks has been executed. Has but he? I heard he's got a new movie coming out, so I don't know how they pulled that off. Did you see the uh, the meme I sent you today? Yes. I'm just going to briefly explain it because it's kind of funny. Okay, go ahead. It's Tom Hanks. If What's that movie called? Fuck, I forget. Which movie? The movie where Tom Hanks is the captain of like a boat. And Gre- he... Greyhound. No, no, no. It's an no, older I'm, one. I'm the captain now, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's he's oh, a captain. Oh, oh, uh, yes. Tom yes, Hanks yes, yes. is a captain of this boat. The Somali pirates. And the yeah. Somali pirates take over and that one Somali pirate gets on. And he's like, he's like, look at me. Look at me. I I'm am the, the captain, captain now. now. <laughs> So I sent Ron this meme today. Uh, I think it was from either Typical Liberal. I think it was Typical Liberal. He put it out. And it was basically a, a picture of Tom Hanks' back, back of his head, and then that that uh, Somali pirate with a gun. And it says, every corporation on June 1st. And it says, look at me, look at me. I'm gay now. <laughs> and then the Somali <laughs> pirates covered up and like, Rainbow paint and glitter and all this eyelashes, stuff. yeah, all eyelashes. done up like it's a tranny. Good. It's pretty yeah. good. I, I thought yeah, it was, it was good. pretty funny. Go out there, search it out. Uh, yeah. Actually, if anybody wants to see it, DM me. I'll send it over to you. Uh, okay, so that's enough about Iran. We all know that that's a big shit show over there. Uh, okay, so I think we should get right into it. I'm very excited. Yeah. 
Enough for current events. You've been waiting. You've been waiting. For oh, my this. God. I've been like... ta- Evan, how long have we been talking on the phone? Six months. Yeah, at least. Half yeah. a year. At least trying to set this Jeez. up. Yeah, trying to set this up. Yeah, That's I believe you bad. first that, got you... in contact with me back in uh, January. That means you actually... December. That means you actually cut your uh, production rate down in half. Actually, I was I was following his page. It's New Hampshire Sasquatch on Instagram. Yep. And uh, and of course, at the end of the show, I'm, Evan's going to plug that again so everybody can uh, get their infos correct. Uh, and I started watching some of his posts. And I'm like, hey, this, this kid's doing pretty good. Well, I didn't know he was a kid at the time. I said, hey, this guy's doing pretty good. I'm, I think I'm going to reach out to him. So how I old did. are you? I did. Yeah. How old are you, Evan? I'm 22. He's 22, so compared to me, he's a kid. Compared, compared to me, I don't know what you are. Uh, but anyways, uh, real impressed with your work, Evan, Awfully for sure. Nice. Yeah, uh, I'm real impressed with Evan's work. Uh, I'm here to support him. I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna, we've discussed. We're gonna get out there and we're gonna do a couple things together because everybody knows I'm a big, uh, the big Sasquatch guy. So Evan is a renowned, infamous Sasquatch hunter. Well, do we call him Hunter? He's a Sasquatch investigator. Investigator. Yeah. Sorry. So I, I probably want to kill a Sasquatch, if I'm being honest. They're too human to me. The look hmm. that, from what I saw, the first one I've seen, they look too human. Okay, so I agree 100% with you, uh, Evan, on that. I, what was it, Oklahoma that was saying they were going to give out Sasquatch hunting permits? And, and that, like, wasn't a joke. That was a real thing. There's a bounty, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So How I'm much like, is this bounty? I think it was... Like 10000 it, it might have been more than that. So you're telling me if it. I kill a Sasquatch, I could get $10,000? Okay, so here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. I do not believe in that. And I know for some people this is a stretch. I feel as though, in my opinion, killing or harming a Sasquatch or Bigfoot Okay, same thing, right? We're talking about the same credit here. Uh, would be akin to murder in my eyes. Because uh, like Evan said, he's very human-like, has a lot of human qualities. They're extremely intelligent. And I just, first off, I don't see any need to kill him. Uh, there's no things like, uh, well, I mean, there's reports out there that they have attacked humans after only being extensively provoked. In right? certain areas. Well, so... isn't, isn't that like Oklahoma's a big place uh, where they like to get in uh, Bigfoot's face? And Bigfoot retaliates. So there are certain varieties of Sasquatch. Um, as you know, you have like the Yowie in Australia, uh, the Yaren in China. You have Orang Pendek. You have, you know, what I think may be juvenile Sasquatch, the Pudwaji. If I oh, butcher that name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, down, in, down in Massachusetts. Pull that, mic, pull that mic a little closer to yourself. Sorry. I'll just try and get right up there. Yeah, the pug pug wedgie isn't that what it's called? Puck wedgie. I believe that, that is how you pronounce okay, it. Okay, so I'm butchering that, it, yeah, so reach out. that's the critter that's down in the Bridgewater Triangle. They are around here as well. From oh, what I understand. Interesting. Yep. The pug Yeah, so, I know. <laughs> it's a difficult it? word. Pugjwaki. Yeah. So so yeah. So there's a lot of lore. We, we all know that there's different types of Bigfoot. Uh, even in the United States, down in Florida, they call it the skunk ape, skunk right? Ape. Uh, give me a few more examples, Evan, if you have any. Ooh. They call them uh, the screaming man, I want to say. Screaming woman. Screaming woman, Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's so, shrill. 
and, and here's the other thing too, right? So not all Sasquatches look the same. And I view that as the same with humans. Not all humans look the same. Some Sasquatches have different facial features. Some Sasquatches have different colors. They're different <clears throat> heights. They're different sizes. Uh, they just have different colored skin. I mean, so, so in all the research that I've done over the years, and I've done a ton of it, I uh, hope to do more. Uh, we're finding out that there's not, there's, it's not a cookie cutter creature. There's a lot of different Sasquatches out there. Okay, and, and we're so going to get into a few of those. I have a question for both of you, actually. Yes. Because um, I know Ron is super into Sasquatches, and obviously, Evan, you're super into Sasquatches. So you talked about this, how you would, would never hunt them because they're too similar to humans. But I've taken some hunter ethics courses, and I've actually you know, uh, listened to some hunters speak who go out like into Alaska in like crazy environments who hunt bear. Yeah. And they basically what I heard from them, what they say is that bears are very similar to humans. They're very smart they're very adaptive. They'll learn, uh, and build off of their environment. So if a new variable is introduced then they will interact or react to it, uh, productively, in a adaptive way. So how would hunting a bear be any different than hunting a Sasquatch? So I haven't been so close to one that I could look it in the eye, but there are people that have been close enough to look them in the eye and see the emotion of fear. Okay. In their facial features, they make faces. Okay. They have very complex. Complex body language. Body language. Yes. Emotion. They show emotion. I've heard the same thing that, shit you not, very almost verbatim quote from a hunter who hunts who was hunting grizzly bear, and he said that when he made eye contact with a bear, it wasn't like making eye contact with any other species of animal. It was more human. Like, he was analyzing him as much as the hunter. So the human qualities were coming out in the bear. Right. He was the bear analyzing, knew it was in danger. He was analyzing the bear as much as the bear was analyzing him at a almost a human level. Yeah, you know, I'm not a hunter for that reason. Uh, I, everybody knows that I'm an animal lover, and I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I don't have a problem with hunters, like, at all, as long as you're uh, putting up a fair fight. You know, don't bait them in. Listen, I know a lot of people bait bears. I don't believe in that. Like, go out there and hunt it like a man, right? But, uh, but yeah, so, so that's just my personal view. Uh, I don't mind people hunting. Uh, I support hunters. I just don't hunt myself. I just, I don't like to kill animals. Fair uh, enough. So, so yeah, so, so that's very interesting. Uh, but, but yeah, like, like Evan says, uh, and something else that I noticed, I actually, we was going to get into it a little bit later in the show, but we could touch on it real quick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Sasquatch encounters that I've listened to, uh, a lot of them's been with hunters, right? I mean, I mean, mm. the ones we're going to talk about tonight are not hunters, but a lot of them are hunters. And they say when they pull a gun up and that Sasquatch sees that gun, it's almost like that Sasquatch knows what a gun is. Can you touch on that a little bit, Evan? So, And it makes them real angry. So I believe that it could originate in a way that they could have personal experiences or they were taught that by their um, parents and other members of their group or troop that they possibly travel in. I think they know that these things make loud noises 
like a dog would be afraid of fireworks, I think it can operate in the same way. I wouldn't doubt that Sasquatches would be afraid of a firework going off because they mm. would probably equivalent that to a gun going off. Yeah. What you have a lot of these people that have had stories passed down from their family members or just recorded stories of the Indians, you know, messing around with the Sasquatches. You probably had a lot of settlers who got in a lot of confrontations with these Sasquatches too. And think about it. You're going from somebody that is shooting an arrow at you to somebody that is firing a, what you can only probably think of thunder coming out of a stick. Right. Right. So like, I mean, I think it, it could be, you know, evolution, you know, over time, it's like deer or any animal that's hunted for generations. They're eventually going to evolve to that sound of like a gun being loaded or maybe a bolt action rifle or a healthy fear of humans or healthy fear of humans or even because I know deer, if you happen to come across a deer in the middle of the woods and they're far away, they can hear you from ex- an extremely far distance. They say a mile. They say up to a mile. Yeah, extremely right. far distance. So it's probably some, like you were saying, evolutionary through generations, I think. Okay, so I, it's my, in my opinion that Sasquatch are very, very intelligent, right? And and also that they have their own language and that they can communicate with each other. Uh, there's even some talk that they communicate telepathically. You know, we're not really sure about that. There could be different types of body language, facial expressions, uh, but they do talk. They have a language, uh, and we're going to touch on that a little bit later in the show. But, but yeah, yeah. So that would make sense if that information was handed down to them. But in a lot of the accounts that I've listened to, like like if like if a, a hunter pulls a gun up on a Sasquatch, that Sasquatch either gets scared in books and ends the encounter, or goes completely ballistic and wants to do nothing but get that hunter and kill that hunter. Uh, so, so yeah, so they know what guns are, in my opinion. I've heard stories of them ducking down and looking for cover yeah, and then disappearing just like that. Now, I'm not a fan of the whole teleportation or the cloaking field or any of that. I just believe that they're very skilled in their environment and they truly are masters of the forest or whatever environment they are living in. Yeah, and we're going to, uh, that's something that I want to touch on a little bit later, too, because uh, that's, you know, we're going to go over a few of the theories about what actually Sasquatch is. Okay. Uh, but, no, but nobody knows for sure. Before we get, like, wicked deep, like, obviously, Evan, you have a extensive amount of information on this creature, this beast, and so does Ron. Um, maybe, Evan, you could kind of outline or give a little abstract of, like, what exactly you do as a... Sasquatch investigator. Yeah, like that was my thing. Like, what got you interested in the whole Bigfoot uh, subject to begin with? Yeah, but like, what also, like, do you consider the investigation portion? Like, do you go out in the woods? Do you, do you like put together videos? Do you gather evidence? That kind of stuff, along with Ron's question. So, I don't go around making videos or anything. I, and mainly there for the people that feel uncomfortable and insecure about their encounters because you don't really hear people just going around spouting off that they saw Bigfoot or they saw little green men running through their yard stealing their garden gnomes, for example. If you hear people saying that, what's the first thing that you're going to be 
thinking. They're not too straight in the head. And that's a, and that's a reason why a lot of people don't come forward with their encounters, be it Bigfoot or UFOs or aliens. They don't want to be mocked. They don't want to be picked on. They don't want to be looked at as, as a crazy person. So, so yeah, I get that 100%. And especially with what we have, like, as resources nowadays when it comes to the field of Sasquatch, one of the main organizations isn't the best at helping people with what they're seeing. A lot of people may know of the BFRO. I have had some encounters with the BFRO before, and they're not too understanding. They're very stuck to their ideas, and they don't like to stray from those ideas whatsoever. And I want everybody to know that there's no such thing as an expert in the field of Sasquatch. There isn't even a field of Sasquatch. How can you have a steel, well, a field of study when there isn't even an animal that is proven to be there? Right, and that's where the term cryptozoology comes exactly. in, right? So, so uh, that's what I struggle with. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, so Bigfoot is considered a cryptid, right? So, which uh, which a cryptid is a, is an animal that allegedly doesn't exist, right? I mean, basically to sum it up real quick. Like, like uh, this animal, everybody thinks this animal a creature. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Bigfoot. It doesn't matter if it's Loch Ness, if it's, if it's uh, Champ. A chupacabra. Or a Chupacabra. Yeah, great, great example. Uh, lots and lots of sightings that go back for hundreds and hundreds of years. But because, you know, in the, in the classic, well, give me a body. Give me a body. Everybody says that, right? You don't find dead bear out in the woods, right? And you don't usually find dead deer out in the woods. So th- to me, that says, well, that, that's kind of an invalid argument. Right. So if you're, you know, oh, well, I need to see a body. OK, well, the only way you're going to see a body is if a hunter actually goes out there and has a successful kill, right. which is something that I don't agree with. So I don't know how this would ever be solved. Uh, Capture. Yeah. Cage. You know, you know uh, I think. Can't want to steal bars. I personally think that the government does know they exist. They're just, it's just like the UFO thing. They're letting everybody speculate to let everybody do your thing, go out and try to find it. And then they're like, well, if somebody comes up with something, well, I guess we'll have to deal with it at that point. But right now, uh, and BFRO is kind of the same thing. I mean, you know, I'm not a big fan of those I th- I, those guys. I think we talked about that. Evan. Not all of them are bad people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're bad people whatsoever. But I, I think whoa, the upper echelon. Well, hold on, hold on. What's a BFRO? Uh, so the BFRO is the um, Bigfoot Field Research Organization. It is oh, basically okay. a coined um, Like an LLC? Group. Group? No, 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 oh. no, no. It's just a it's it, a non-governmental it's hard, organization. Yeah, it's it, hard it's, to explain them. Oh, like it's, a voluntary it, organization. Yes, it, yes. Okay, well, it's supposed you. to be a like database a where people can put all their information in one place, and other people can research it and this and that. Right. But they don't like to stray too far from their narrative. Uh, okay. And I'm not saying okay. I guess I should straighten that out. I'm not saying that it's a bad organization. It's just I feel that when some people get into the field. Uh, you know, of cryptozoology. Which they think is they're too good for other people. Yeah, exactly. Like they think, oh, okay, that's not good enough. You're you're a nobody. Why are we going to listen to you? Which I think okay. is the wrong approach. No, and, I've had, and I've had a lot of people approach me and mention that, you know, members of the BFRO, be it in different states. I have had multiple people from multiple states come to me with stories saying that the BFRO did not believe them or that certain investigator, and they wouldn't look into their case at all. And mind you, when I read these cases, they or if I 
talk to the person over the phone, which I do a lot of my interviews and a lot of like investigations. Yeah, yeah. investigations over. They are very, very kind people. And, you know, you can't just go off of them being kind, but they're very straight headed people. They know that it wasn't a bear, you know, going through their yard. They know that it wasn't a person in a black hoodie crossing the road in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, eight foot tall person with a hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, how yeah, many and, uh, eight, and, tall, eight foot tall people are there? Yeah, 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 and you know that's the whole thing. Where again, do they are they trying to brush us under the rug? Because that's kind of what it sounds like. You think like, they're like, like a controlled opposition? Maybe. I, I, don't know if they controlled the opposition, but I think that, you know, they want the glory while everybody else does the work, but they're only taking information from certain people because they okay, deem everybody okay. else okay. not credible. They're and, ca- like, and like Evan said, he's talking to people that he feels, right? I mean, as an investigator, I mean, you can you can kind of tell if somebody's making something up. I mean, sometimes people are, are really good language. at weaving tales. You, there's body language uh, that you can read, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, inflections so I mean, and tone that you can and recognize. And the thing is, I think they're trying to deter people from telling their story. That's, al- that's almost the feeling that I get from that. So they're killing I, off their I best think, asset. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What were you going to say? They're killing off their best asset and their best resource of them to find proof. Is people in the field. Of Sasquatch. Yeah. Well, witnesses. It, it, you know, if it is controlled opposition, then they're there for one thing, just like kind of in the UFO community. They're there to kind of disprove or, you know, flood the market with false information. But this BOFR possibly also could just, you know, think that they're the head honchos and that like what they say is I think what's, that's part of it, too. Yeah. What they say goes because they're like the gold standard of the Sasquatch research. What I am going to say, though, is. Fuck all that. Do whatever you want to do and what you're interested in, and don't even fucking, excuse me, don't even listen to that, that stuff. Just pay no attention to it. Okay, so do so, your thing. So, this is why I encourage people like Evan uh, and why I started following Evan and, and why he's sitting in the studio right now. Uh, it's people like him that are actually doing legitimate investigations, serious about it, following up on data following up on phone calls, going to the sites, looking. I mean, we all have busy lives. He's finding time to do that. So to me, that's a dedicated person right there. So, so yeah, uh, yeah so that's why I want to give, I want to give him my support on this whole deal. For sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's why, and that's why he's here. And that's why I wanted to bring him in so we could have a good talk about that. Look, I vastly appreciate it. I do have to say. That I'm not the biggest believer in the Sasquatch. We all know that. <laughs> and that's okay. I don't, but I also want to say that I'm not saying like it doesn't exist or anything that you're doing is not like uh, important or isn't interesting because it is interesting. Obviously, this is a, a worldwide phenomenon and there's tons of sightings and there's tons of collective, I don't know, whether it's pictures, footprints, uh, videos. Hair samples. Air, yeah, hair yeah. samples, all this stuff. Um, so I don't want to, ju- you know, forensic it. forensic evidence, forensic evidence. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to like disprove or say it's like not authentic. But for me, and I've brought this up before, it's kind of like, I, at some point, I gotta see, I gotta see like the creature, I gotta see the beast. And one of my biggest struggles with believing in in the Sasquatch, because I have looked at videos online, but like, why don't they have one? 
Why over the years hasn't anybody captured one? And maybe they have, or maybe they haven't. I don't know. We're starting to see a lot better footage now that camera technology has gotten so much better. I mean, let's face it: when you go into the woods and you're not a, and you're not out there looking for something, and you happen to come across something, I mean, come on, the excitement of that. Then trying to say get your phone set up, and you know, phones aren't really good for zooming in, right? Like it actually no, takes no. a couple of seconds to do that. But if you had like a GoPro or if you had something that when you bring it in and plug it into your computer, you can blow it up and it's not all grainy because that's the biggest joke. Like the joke is like, oh, well, you have to wear you have to use the blurry camera because every picture of Bigfoot is blurry. <laughs> Same with uh, UFOs. A lot of UFOs. Oh, yeah. Stuff. So but we're starting to see a lot of uh, pictures that are looking pretty good. OK. Oh, actually yeah. looking pretty good. Yeah. Some very good audio recording. Like a lot of the best audio recording actually came from back in the 1990s 1980s you know the best piece of film was the roger pass uh roger patterson film. yeah the patterson gimlin film you're talking yeah, I'm about not yeah. familiar patterson gimlin You've film is it. the famous one yeah. that you see and it shows the sasquatch walking and it's a female sasquatch. I mean, it's kind of like looking behind yeah yes yeah okay that's the patterson gimlin film okay yeah that's um, the granddaddy of it all right there or the grandmommy of it. evan yeah, yeah. yeah. Could yeah, you, well, it was definitely a female, female Sasquatch, right? They determined that. Yeah, she had breasts yeah. on her. Evan, Evan, do you think you could walk us through maybe one or a significant two of your kind of uh, maybe a- a investigations you have going on or like maybe some reports, uh, like interviews or something like that? Well, what I'm interested in is, right, just like kind of what Buckley just said. I want you to talk about kind of the method of contact and in uh in the types of investigations that you do and, and how you do the investigation and i know everyone is different but but give us a give us a quick rundown a scenario of how you get into contact or how these people get into contact with you and how it progresses from and there. also maybe some of the stories that come along with oh that. we've got stories yeah yeah so admittedly i haven't been able to get into the field too much this year as rod knows i am a new father and i've been spending a lot of time with my child recently. Congratulations. Thank you very much. How old? Luckily has a one-year-old. So he's a year and a half now. Year and a half. I, he, I, my daughter just his, turned one. He's getting to those terrible twos. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, congratulations. But congratulations to you as well. Uh, thank you. So, I'll drink to that. So why? I'll drink to anything. Usually. These guys drink to anything. Give me the smallest excuse. Evan I'm discovered drinking. that drinking is allowed in the haunted studio. Yes. That's the, only way, that's the only way I can get, get Yeah, but Evan, go over, go over a couple of, just give us a couple of scenarios. Uh, don't get into the stories yet. We're going to do that. Oh, uh, but but give us a couple of examples of how you make contact with these uh, people that have had encounters. So I do it in a very um, subtle way, so to speak. Um, I do occasionally make a small ad on Craigslist or, for example, Reddit for that matter. Because there's a lot of people that have stories off of Reddit. Yeah, Reddit's a good one. So, and I never expected that until I was recommended that by a fellow researcher. So, usually, usually what people will do, um, they will find me on Instagram. That is my most dominant form of social media and outreach to the public. Plug it. At the New Hampshire Sasquatch. So... What they'll usually do, they'll send me a message through Instagram or they'll e- email me at newhampshiresasquatch at gmail.com. And they will usually send me their phone number saying, hey, I'd love to chat sometime. I'd love for you to hear my story. Or they'll just directly send me their story through Instagram or email. 
a lot of times it is a situation where I have to call them because they don't really want to have the text messages. So I will interview them over the phone. A lot of people feel insecure in that matter that people, you know, I might show people their messages and might say, oh, you're crazy. I really had to say out of all the encounters I've had sent to me or all the phone calls, I've only had two people. One of them claimed that Sasquatch got out of a car, crackpot, obviously, and got out of a car. Literally got out of a car. This oh. per, I this per, this conversation lasted five minutes. Okay, okay, I got you. Not the Sasquatch from the Jack Links commercial. Maybe he saw them right. filming a commercial. I think he saw a homeless person get out of the car. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Anything this, to do. Yeah. This person, I got you. That's a no brainer. This, this person was gotcha. obviously joking. Okay. You know, try and bust my balls. Messing with you. Yeah. So, and the other one was in a very, very populated area, that being Concord, right in downtown. I think what they saw might have just been like Ron. Possibly Ron going to the bar, <laughs> the Eagles Club. <laughs> Or just somebody in a hoodie. They said that they saw it in an alleyway. Down in downtown. Concord. In downtown Concord. Okay. Not yeah. a lot of alleyways in Concord. Well, but. there's a couple, but. like in between buildings and stuff. Yeah, no, but, I got but, you. I got you. But what yeah, is the no, elusive sass? Hey, Evan, do you find that some people will call you just to lead you on, and how quickly you're able to kind of uh, figure that out? Oh yeah, that's yeah, a good you know question. what I mean. Usually they'll give up. Like the more you press the them, more for I details, press them, and more I yeah, ask they lose their story. Information. There, yeah. I don't want you know, call anybody out for this, but there was a person that is in no another names. state who tried to send me pictures of a boot print that froze, well, froze and melted, and then froze again in the snow. Okay, you can obviously tell the difference. You can see the heel of the boot, right? And they try to say that it was a Sasquatch and that they saw it. I went like, really? Like, how big was this? How big was this print? Uh, why can I see the boot print in the photo? Why are there there the little ridges in the photo? Those aren't dermal ridges, mind you. Snow usually won't hold a dermal ridge. Which, for people that don't know what dermal ridge is, it's basically like the fingerprint. Which a lot of Sasquatch prints, not a lot of them, but. Some of them do have some pretty clear dermal ridges on the castings. That's one of the main things why a lot of experts in fields such as like anthropology, such as Jeff Meldrum and other scientists that are not super into the Bigfoot field, but are in the matter that they are curious about it and that they think that there's something to it. That's one of the main things. Fingerprints, toe prints, all in the cast. They show up. Mid-tarsal breaks. Mm. What you have to look for things like that in photos or even in cast, which I haven't had a cast come in because, let's face it, a lot of the dirt around here in the ground and the substrate, it's pretty terrible for getting prints. It's very gravelly. Very gravelly. Yeah, very stony, little rocks, stuff like that. It's not, 
You don't see a lot of mud. Well, we did after this weekend, but I mean, that's well, not... Mud season. That's not common. Yeah, that's not common here. Uh, New Hampshire, uh, for instance, is, is a heavy gravel state, right? It's a granite state. We got a lot of gravel. So. All from the glaciers moving through. Yeah, here. So, yep. I could, so I could understand why that, that would be hard to get a good casting in this Go up in the hills in mud season. There's a shit ton of mud. I do believe that they try to a butt ton a, of mud. avoid mud where when they can. Oh, really? Do you yeah. think they're good at hiding, like, like say, if they're taking a certain path or something like that, they're good at hiding that fact? Yes. Yeah. Like sweeping the trail? Yeah, I like, ha- I have heard on Sasquatch Chronicles of a instance where a Sasquatch was covering up its tracks through a dirt road and was walking backwards, swiping its foot around to get the tracks off the ground. Making it less notable. Yeah, I I feel that the Sasquatch is very, very intelligent creature. Yeah, so 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 basically you put a few ads out there and uh, and then people, of course, you got a really good Instagram page. I really like that. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, so, so people reach out to you, you know, various ways, uh, and that's how you uh, you get your leads for your investigations. Correct. You, yeah, cool. What do you say to these jokers when you find out that they're just messing with you? I usually mess with them back. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You got to like be how? the troll's troll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, like, I'd end the conversation pretty quick. My time's valuable. I don't want my time wasted. Like, I'm going to need yeah. you to send me a pubic hair sample of the Sasquatch. <laughs> it's all pubic hairs, basically. <laughs> yeah, the Sasquatch hair is not really hair, right? It's like... Uh, it. No, it it is It's very hair. coarse, right? I, I mean, just in some of the stuff that I've seen and I've read about, it's very, very coarse hair. Well, you're part For, Sasquatch, aren't you, Ron? Uh, my beard was very Sasquatchish. Okay, so maybe we should test Ron for ancient bloodlines or something. So there's been a lot of talk about hair samples going out, and, and the only thing that comes back is a primate of an unknown origin. Or they will purposely say it's a bear, tamper it, yeah. and say that it's bear. Yeah, and that's why you have to be extremely careful where you're sending these uh, hair samples. You definitely don't want to send them to the state. It's just like my whole thing that I do on the side, not to get off topic, but... You know, I'm a firm believer that we have mountain lions here. And I actually have hair oh, samples yeah. yep. from an alleged mountain lion that was hit by a car like five miles from here. And I'm they're like, out there. where am I going to send this? I know there's no doubt in my mind that they're out there. But the state of New Hampshire is like, oh, no, 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 no. I was well, so you know, that was a, a common that was a thing. Bucket. Let's mountain not get lions. on the cougars. No, just quick. I have to just say this. Well, cougars at the bar is okay. <laughs> just real quick. Uh, <laughs> is mo- A lot of people know that uh, cougars, they're... They've been extinct from this area of New England, Vermont, Maine, whatever, uh, New Hampshire. Um, but cougars have been tracked, uh, you know, traveling for thousands of miles, like 1,300 miles. That's not thousands, sorry. Into Connecticut. As Hundreds well. of miles, yeah. Uh, yep. 1,300 miles, 1,200 miles. Uh, and what we know from a lot of predatory animals, if they start to show up a lot in one area and there's too many of them, then they will then start to expand their territory. Right, because they are mm-hmm. solitary animals. So yeah. if you have an area like New England, Vermont, New Hampshire, um, with none of these predators, and then out west you have a, an expansion of the population, then they're going to start to move to an area that's less populated. Right. Right, but the whole thing comes down to you got to be careful. Yeah, I mean, you almost have to have an independent lab somewhere that doesn't even know what you're doing. Just say, hey, I got this hair sample. Can you check it out and tell me what it is? Simple as that. I'll pay you whatever you want. Let's just do that, right? 
you definitely don't want to send it to the state. And I'm not picking on the state of New Hampshire. I'm saying any state in general, right? But but like you say, how, how uh, say for instance, a cougar, or what we would call a mountain lion here, or in our neck of the woods, a catamount, uh, they, they have a big area that they travel in. But, but cats tend to be a solitary animal, which brings me to the fact that, that Sasquatches, they kind of live in family pods, don't they? They they kind of their families all kind of stick together. They got the mom, they got the dad, uh, they've got the elderly Sasquatches, and I've I've heard accounts where uh, people have actually witnessed them uh, caring for the elderly Sasquatch and then taking care of the juveniles, the babies, or whatever. Pods are how many? Depends on how big the family is, but I mean it would. Like it's be, not like a herd. It's probably more like a, like you know. Five, six, maybe. Okay, kind of like. Okay. I mean, just guessing, you know, four. Okay. If that, I haven't yeah. really heard a lot of stories around here about there being more than one. Okay. I well, think I've yeah, only because heard... you're only going to see one at a time, right? I've only heard two stories around here about a mother and juvenile. Okay, so, but we do here. know uh, we've got some encounters we're going to talk about that involve juveniles. Yep. Yeah, and we're going to get there. So. So, you know, so the thing is, uh, like I started to say, like, like, uh, like mountain lions, we know that are prevalent, you know, out in the Rockies, uh, even as far down as Texas, even into Mexico, uh, up in Canada. So we don't associate mountain lions of being in New England, right? Even though a lot of us believe that they are here. But what's interesting about Sasquatch or Bigfoot is that growing up, we all, we all knew that that was a Pacific Northwest thing. Oregon, Washington, Northern California, Idaho, you know, that, that section of the country. And we're starting to find out that there's Bigfoot sightings all over the country. And I was surprised. Uh, Eastern Oklahoma is a huge thing for Bigfoot, right? Uh, parts of Texas, Louisiana, Florida. Arkansas. Yeah, you know, all these, all these was a lot of desolate places, right? And that's where they come in, like the skunk ape. Uh, in Louisiana, they call it something else. So they have the Rougarou. Well, the Rougarou, now that comes roots from the French. French, which is the well, werewolf, basically. Well, the Rougarou was also a tale that they spoke about in early Quebec, in Canada. Like before, you know, back in the 1600s, they had, that's like a, that's in French lore, uh, in French, uh, well, Quebec is a French province in Canada, that they talk about the Rougarou, but you're right. Mm-hmm. So in Louisiana, that makes sense because Louisiana is a heavily French population in Louisiana. So it would make sense that they would bring that Rougarou lore with them when they go there. They may be seeing a skunk ape, but they're calling it the Rougarou, mm-hmm. right? So it has different names everywhere. But, but where this conversation was going was it's really in the last four or five years if I started digging into this, it's really amazing how many Bigfoot encounters there are in New England uh, in, in a lot of them in New Hampshire, and those are the ones that we're going to talk about tonight. I know there's a lot in Maine. There's actually some in western Massachusetts, which is, uh, when you hear Massachusetts, everybody thinks, oh, the whole state's like Boston. That's not the case. Yeah, nope. there's country. You, you, you get west of, uh, say, Worcester uh, in the Berkshires. It, it's, just like, it's just like here. The Appalachian yeah. Trail runs through Massachusetts. Yeah, the Appalachian Trail, exactly. And, and, and that goes, runs through New Hampshire, too. And, and the Appalachian Trail is actually where a lot of these encounters that we're going to talk about tonight mm-hmm. were because they were from hikers, right? So, so New Hampshire is like, like, like there's so many Bigfoot sightings in New Hampshire uh, and some that we're not even going to get into tonight that we've been looking into. I have uh, heard of none of these. Okay, because you don't study it. I'm just saying, I'm just letting you know. No, but I'm saying it's not it's not general it's not going to be on MUR. I mean, they're not going to come on. Uh, you know, they they have had a few uh, stories on it though. 
Right, yeah. but they don't dig deep into it, and they kind of no. make fun of it at the same time. They do. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, a lot of sightings in New Hampshire, and I think I'd like to get into a few of those. Let's so, do it. Yeah. So, Evan. Let's do it. Uh, I poached these from your page, and because uh, I, I read your page. I read all your posts and everything like that. Uh, a lot of really, really interesting stories there. Uh, there was a couple in particular that I singled out that I wanted to go over on the show because they're very interesting. Yep. Uh, the first one I'd like to talk about is the one that uh, the sighting on Mount Monadnock, which is down in the Keene area, Harrisville. No, down they actually call that Monadnock region, which is the southwestern corner of the state. Uh, uh, I can I can brief you on it real quick, Evan, and you can jump in, right? So, so basically, there was this hiker that was hiking Mount Monadnock, which is a really big mountain. Uh, and he was actually, it was getting dark, right? Or so the story goes, it was getting towards dusk. So he was headed down the mountain. The White Arrow Trail. Yeah. Was it in winter or summer? Uh, that was, was in, in the summer. summer. Yeah, it summer. was in August. August of 2013. Do the Samasquatches have like a, a height uh, peak season? So we will get into that. But yes, I do believe that they okay. do. Sorry, continue. We talked about the possibility of migration. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that Whoa. the other night. We've talked about that on a few occasions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so the hiker was coming down. Uh, what trail was it? Evan? The White Arrow. White. Oh, White Arrow Trail. Okay. Yep. Coming down Mount Monadnock, uh, he hears uh, some type of scream or an animal in distress or whatever. So he's thinking to himself, you know, it's probably a poacher. It's probably a hunter out there hunting off season, which is not unheard of in New Hampshire. And, uh, and, uh, so, so he just kind of, I think just kind of let it go, uh, decided to come down for a little bit further down the trail. Uh, and he found, uh, a deer that was laying down, uh, presumably dead at this point. Uh, he, he, he stayed, stated in his encounter that the deer had a broken neck, looked like one of its legs was ripped off or basically ripped off. Uh, and then you want to take it from there, uh, Evan? So basically... From what happened, um, this individual went on the well down the trail. Uh, he had his headlamp on, and he noticed a deer laying on the edge of what he described as a overhang. And the overhang wasn't too far off the ground, but the deer was laying right on the edge of it. As he approached, he went to go investigate the deer. Um, bad move slash good move on his part depending on how you see it. And as he got closer, apparently a Sasquatch came and rose above like the overhang. Like he was there. over, he was, he was over the overhang, kind of over the edge a little bit. Exactly. Like doing pull-ups. Yeah. Not quite. He was, so what he thinks that it was standing on the ground, which what the Sasquatch did afterwards explains that it probably was standing on the ground below the overhang so apparently the sasquatch basically drove him away and i believe it's he said that it showed its teeth at him yeah so how the how his account was is that when he bent down uh and he was actually nervous enough that he thought maybe the poachers were still around he didn't want to get into an altercation with them <laughs> so he had a he i has he had a knife with him or he hunting, did have a knife on yeah him. had a hunting knife yeah. or something like that so i mean so he what was ready you know defend him uh, it doesn't say yeah uh, he, he never got to yeah he didn't get that specific that. on it but but anyways but he had a weapon you know in case something happened and he says this sasquatch pops his head up from this overhang 
right? Like, so he's looking at him, looks him right in the eye, uh, and then then he like say exposed his teeth to him, uh, like like growled like at a him. Like... <laughs> he growled at him, like 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 well, how I would think like how a dog would growl at you, show you their teeth when they want you to back off and get out of their face. Uh, so so and then he said before he knew it, the Sasquatch reached up, grabbed the deer carcass by the hind legs, tugged it down over the edge of the uh, the uh, the landing or whatever. Uh, and, and booked it and took off. So right? these things are meat he, eaters. He took off first, apparently. These but things are meat eaters. I think they're omnivorous. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think they're omnivorous, too. I oh, think like they eat anything. Both. Yeah. 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 They go both ways. Basically. Nice <laughs> <Okay>. try. <laughs> so, okay, so I thought in the encounter that he watched the Sasquatch come up, encountered the Sasquatch, Sasquatch looked at him, kind of gave him a G- warning gave growl. It, gave it like a... Like flare its teeth at him. Yeah, like basically, <laughs> this is my deer. This Back is my off. deer. Can we? Uh, what does it sound like? Can we? Can you give us a, an impression? Oh, I can't. I can't mimic the Ron? noises that they make. Yeah, so much. no. Uh, but can I try? In the beginning of the episode, we played uh, about a minute clip oh. of uh, vocalizations from Sasquatch, allegedly, that was recorded in Conway, New Hampshire. Really? Yes. So that would be a New Hampshire Sasquatch, and I and I played that before we did the intro music. Huh? Yeah. So, how if old you is would that? Like record? to make light of it and do an impression? Go ahead and do it now and get it out. All of right. Way. This is my impression of the great Sasquatch of the Northeast. That's pretty good. Not bad. That sounds like the sound a very, very lonely farmer would make while he's in the sheep pen. Oh, <laughs> kinky. All right. Well, uh, so oh, wait, this okay. recording. Well, hold on. Let me finish the encounter. Well, how how old was the recording? Just real quick. Uh, Do you know? We have the information on that. We just need to look it up. Okay. Well, never mind. We can move on. Uh, no, it was fairly recent. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well. I mean, what? Uh... All right. So anyway, so I understood it that uh, that uh, it was two thousand. That the hiker actually saw the yeah. okay. That the hiker saw the Sasquatch, snatched the deer, and and split, and then the hiker hightailed it out of there, got down to the bottom of the mountain as fast as he could, and he has pledged that he will hike Mount Monadnock as long as it's during the day. He will never ever go back there At and night. hike and hike and, and be there if it's after dark. He just won't do it. So so uh, so the recording at the beginning of the show that we played was a vocalization that was allegedly uh, recorded back in 2011 off the Saco River up in Conway, New Hampshire, which is interesting that it's in Conway because there is a episode on Sasquatch Chronicles of a gentleman that saw a Sasquatch on the power line in Conway, scratching its back on the uh, steel power line poles, right? Evan, are you familiar with that? I am slightly familiar with that um, encounter. Um, Parts of me thinks that could have been a bear. I mean, I have seen bears uh, scratch their backs on power lines over on 
over on Route Four. Scratch their backs on anything. Yeah. That's not uncommon. I mean, it's that's pretty uncommon. common for bears. This like, guy, yeah, this guy uh, was pretty sure it was a Bigfoot because I forget how you know it's been a while since I listened to that episode. I'd like to go hunt it out and listen to it again, but uh, interesting nonetheless. Uh, but it, but it's interesting to me because this recording was in Conway and that sighting was in Conway. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, I didn't and know that there was kind uh, of a desolate, sighted. Oh, sorry. Yeah, when you get out of Conway and you had, because Conway is right on the main border. Yeah. I mean, that's some pretty desolate woods up there. There's a lot of woods up there. Oh, oh yeah. Maine, yeah. even in northern New Hampshire, way, for sure. There's a lot right of woods. Into the White Mountain National oh, Forest. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. But yeah, uh, I was saying there's a lot of woods north uh north new hampshire and in maine but i also didn't know there were so many sightings in like new hampshire let alone tons of them in maine we're not going to get into any tonight but a ton of sightings in maine personally i have found that uh southern new hampshire has more sightings than northern new hampshire really yes like what areas i am not really going to share exact areas but um what region keen all right, so I'm in that okay. um, Well, that's kind of what I meant. Just like town. Yeah. Not um, like the address, 234. Probably yeah. about, <laughs> about 25, 30 minutes outside of Manchester. Yeah, huh? so so Keene is where uh, Keene is the big city that's that. Well, it's not big, but it's a city in New Hampshire. Uh, it's down in the southwest corner of uh, New Hampshire. Uh, and this is uh, in the area of Cheshire County. Uh, we call it the Monadnock region. That's where Mount Monadnock is. And that's where this uh, Mount Monadnock sighting obviously was. So Even, believe it or not, for some of you that are familiar with New Hampshire, um, around the metropolis of Rochester. Uh, I don't go there. Oh, I don't ever. blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's rough there. Oh, yeah. I heard the the, uh, the Sasquatches, they form gangs. Oh, yeah, they'll stab you. And they do some crazy stuff. Rochester, second you. largest city in New Hampshire, which also could be a little a little on the sketchy side. What's the first, Manchester? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, quick story. I do remember the Rochester Fair. I used to enjoy that. And in what sense did you enjoy it? Uh, the Manchester, uh, yeah. Cacao. The Rochester Fair, back when I was probably 12 or 13, they had these tents and they were called girly shows. Oh, oh my god! Uh, and my dad Ron, smuggled you filthy my, dog. My dad smuggled me into one. No big deal. Were they nudity? Oh yeah. They oh, had yeah, that at was, the fair. It was a strip joint. A strip joint at the fair. In a tent at the fair. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's old times right there. You oh. got to remember, I'm old. What's wrong with people? Grease balls. That's what. Low lives. Greasy. People. All I remember at the time Low was that lives. I didn't mind it. Well, I'm sure you didn't. You were probably okay, six to midnight. Topic. I want to real stay, quick. I want to stay on the Sasquatch. <laughs> okay, uh, Evan. Yeah. This one I found to be extremely interesting and very sad at the same time because there was a casualty. Yeah. Now, uh, this encounter took place in Mount Cabot, which I wasn't familiar with, but evidently it's up in Coas County. Uh, did you say it was near Pittsburgh or uh, something like that? I am not 100% um, sure where Mount Cabot is. I'm not familiar with that particular But it's region. a 4,000-footer, so it's a good-sized mountain, right? I believe so, correct. Uh, are we sure on that? Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't really it. matter. Um, yeah, fact but, check But anyways, uh, are, you fam- are, are you fresh on your memory on that story? I know I kind of put you on the spot because I didn't tell you uh, what I was going to pick for encounters, but... Uh, do you want me to start it a little bit, and then you can come in, and once I refresh your memory a little so bit? So this encounter, I actually rode up 
for uh, today. Uh, I tri By write up, I mean put it into a uh, format that I can write it on Instagram. Mount Cabot. Cabot. Like Cabot cheese. Continue. And um, this lady was apparently trying to uh, hike up Mount Cabot. Um, one, I believe it was in the afternoon, she said. And she was trying to get to the summit so she can watch the sunset with her dog. Um, mind you, her dog, um, I'm not sure if I was able to include this with the, um, the Instagram post. That I wrote about it, but it was a German Shepherd mix. So, so not, not a, not small a dog. little dog. Okay, not a small dog. Yeah, yeah. So right. her, so she was apparently about a quarter to a half, halfway point between uh, on the trail, and as she was walking, her dog was about ten yards ahead of her, from what she told me, and her dog would stop on occasions to check on her, see where she was. And at this one point, her dog stopped and started barking aggressively and growling at the woods, I believe she said, on the right of the trail. So the dog was alerted to something that he didn't feel as though it should be there. Exactly. I wasn't able to include everything on what the um, dog was doing. Apparently, uh, the back... Like the hair on the back of its neck was kind of like raised, and it was well, the like hair on their down. back stands up, which yeah. is common when a dog is is. Uh, oh, it was pissed, and uh, she uh, told yeah. me she's yeah. never seen her dog do that before. This ever. mountain is a four thousand footer, just like it is a four thousand yes. footer. Okay, uh, what town is it in, Buckley? Does it say? Uh, so Mount Cabot is a mount, mountain located in Coos County in the U.S. state of New Hampshire. The mountain Coas County Coas is the highest peak of the Pilot Range. Of the White Mountains, Cabot is flanked to the northeast by the Bulge <laughs> and to the south of Bundle, no Bunnel, sorry, Bunnel Notch by Terrace Mountain. You know, that's odd because I spend a lot of time up in that neck of the woods four-wheeling, but I don't know. I know Mount Gall uh is it Magalloway? That's a big one up there. Uh, but but other than that, I don't. I'm not familiar with any of the mountains there. So let's just say it's up in a very desolate part of New Hampshire, where if you go a little bit further, you better start learning how to speak French. Mm, That's how far up north, or inbred for that matter. Yeah, or Mandarin. Yeah. Okay, so continue inbred. with the story. <laughs> Jesus. So, so the dog, the lady's on the trail. Her dog's up ahead of her a little bit. Dog's alerted to something. Yep. So, kind of freaking out, snarling, going crazy like my dog does. Uh, when she thinks uh, she sees something in the middle of the night. So so what basically happened, she starts whistling and calling for her dog. Um, and as soon as her dog turned a little bit, she saw the saplings on the side of the trail kind of like caved in as what she claimed to be a Sasquatch went over her dog, grabbed it, and held it in its hands. So the Sasquatch reached yep. over and snatched the dog up. In the middle of the trail. Kind of jumped on it, apparently. Was yeah. this at night? This was during the day. Yeah, this oh. was on July 12th, July 12th, 2010. Like I said, she was hiking up the mountains to see the sunset. Mm. So it had to be probably... Six, seven o'clock? Eight o'clock? Depending on the mountains up there, it could take yeah. quite a few hours. It could be a day hike. So it could have been around three o'clock, maybe. Well, sunset, was this during the summer? 
Yeah, July yes. 12, so sunsets roughly eight, I'd say quarter or nine. It starts going down like seven. No, no, not Well, July. it starts to go down. Definitely starts to get Yeah, to also take seven. into account that there is other mountains that block, it block out. out the sun. Yeah, and sun's, so, you know, it's definitely. Uh, she didn't give me the exact time frame. Um, the lady, as I told Ron earlier about this, she was crying when she told me about the story because it's pretty, pretty but, gruesome. Yeah. So. Apparently, this creature had gray and brown hair, very shaggy looking, and it looked right at her, and it gave her a, it put off an energy that was, um, if you come any closer, I'm going to kill you. Do you think that was where infrasound comes in? I believe so. Because we hear a lot of stories about infrasound and how it basically uh, incapacitates a person. So that's where I believe... The, um, Can you explain that a little bit more? So infrasound is something that like tigers have. They put off like a frequency. Oh, okay. that can like freeze an animal, and that's where I think I gotcha. the misconception is with mind speak and them being able to, you know, freeze somebody or it being like a primal instinct in your head, like telling you if you go any closer, this thing's going to kill you. Right. I mean, this but a danger. lot, of, a lot of that. I mean, frequencies, yes, are given off which are usually attributed to emotions, but that can also yeah. be attributed to body language. So, which then is con- kind of converted into frequencies. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's where you could get like the negative frequencies or like the happy frequencies. Yeah, basi- I, I believe it's completely natural. Yeah. Basi- right, right. Basically yeah. it's something that the listeners can look up infrasound. Uh, you hear a lot about it in a lot of Sasquatch encounters. And for the people that do follow me, there is going to be a story pretty soon regarding that. Nice. Uh, Give me a little bit of time, but it's a very good story, and he's a very credible person. Keep us posted if uh, you want us to do a shout-out on when you put it out or whatever. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, Evan, uh, continue with the story, please. So she started started to cry and break down. She was completely frozen in fear. And this thing gives her a look of hate and rage. And she's mumbling her dog's name, not knowing what to do. And apparently, after like this creature makes a face at her, breaks the dog's neck in her hand. So, he, so he kills the dog. Yeah, it, the dog was whimpering and like kind of like squealing, so to speak, because it was incapacitated in the Sasquatch's hands as it was holding it. And yeah. after this <clears throat> creature, the Sasquatch broke its neck it retreated back in the woods not paying any attention to her whatsoever and the lady retreated back down the mountain okay and, did the hold on yep. did the did the sasquatch take the dog with him yes right, so he probably had that for lunch yeah Ew. or well, dinner sun was going down so <clears throat> dinner yep could you imagine how horrific that would be to see your your dog get tagged by uh grab snatched and killed by something that doesn't exist Supposedly. I mean, to me, that kind of adds some credibility to the story, personally. Was that the end of the story? So she she called the cops. Okay, that was... Uh, regarding this matter. I was going to ask. The cops said that it was probably just a bear. Now, this is where a lot of law enforcement cases come into this. With They will try to shut down any thought of it being a Sasquatch. Which Ron knows a story that we will get into later. And they will just... Dismissed the case right off. Do, Evan, do you think that that's because they don't want to lose any tourism? 
any hikers or i mean let's face it oh yeah this sasquatch is here you just got to be careful oh and by the way this sasquatch killed somebody's dog how, how do you think that that would affect the tourism in that area or the the sasquatch population in a way i think it could attract um you know the people that are interested in sasquatch. yeah that might be also attracting a bad element that exactly really don't want to deal with so maybe that's their angle no there's and, a conspiracy theory where they want to keep feeding the sasquatches yeah, having yeah. tourists go. Uh, I believe fully that the state knows that they exist and they're just keeping it quiet. I, I think that goes for every state. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So she reported this to the state and the state, uh, I guess the local cop or whoever she had reported to. Never got back to her. Well, said, oh, no, that was just a bear. Probably just a bear. Yeah, yeah that was probably just a bear. And, uh, and But we're going to look into it. We're going to get back to you. And they never got back to never her. Never got correct? back to her. Yeah. Was there ever a, an official police report filed? So when she called back, apparently, and this is a part that what I hate about Instagram, I they give you a certain amount of words and you know characters that you can use. Yeah. In one post. Yeah. She tried to follow up on them with them on a few occasions, and they never even acknowledged the fact that there was a report. Can I teach you a little trick? Yep. You can continue your post in the comments. It can go a long ways, just for future use. When yeah. you go, to, if you have something long, uh, you and you just got to say continued in the comments. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. The, so the state basically just blew it off. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, do we know if there's an actual police report on this? Did she file a police report, or can you follow up with her to see if she did? I, I can, would like to see it. I can most I just certainly. Ask that. Yeah. Question. I can most certainly try. But they said that there's no police report that was fi filed. They didn't even acknowledge the fact that she tried reaching out. So they totally blew it off. They blew it off yeah. completely. So they didn't even do like any sort of law. They did no investigation whatsoever. Watch these small towns with these cops and um, that's crazy. Fish and game officers, for example. Because legally, they should. I'm I'm pretty sure they gotta at least make like a log. Yeah, log it. Like yeah. a call log yeah. or something. Well, like so-and-so called at this time on this date. They will put it down as a animal nuisance claim in some cases. Ah. Which, there's a pretty um, morbid story that Ron knows about of what happened in Louisiana. Um, about a Sasquatch stealing a corpse from a grave that was only about a month old. And Jesus. after a hurricane down in Louisiana. And dragging the corpse out of the damaged, uh, raised, well, raised grave. Okay. And took it into the woods, and they found it about, I believe they said like a week later, from what the guy told me. This wasn't <laughs> Katrina, was it? Or was it different? It was in again? the 90s. Okay. Yeah, because in Louisiana, a lot of people probably know that Louisiana is uh, built, actually, the whole state. In New Orleans, especially, is built on top of a swamp, right? Yeah. So, so all the graves are above ground because they can't dig in the ground because if they dig a foot down, they hit water. I went to Nola, the French Quarter, and all that. Yeah, something I've always wanted. Bourbon to do. Street, fun. You guys should go. Okay, okay. So, so they, uh, so they just blew that case off, right? Yep. Uh, uh, interesting. Another another encounter from the North Country. Uh, really interesting one and on a very popular road. I know I used to motorcycle on this road. Very, very scenic road. Uh, it's, the road is called Bear Notch Road. And a lot of people from New Hampshire that ride motorcycles are probably very familiar with that. Uh, because they do have some scenic pull-offs. There's probably two or three of them on Bear Notch Road. Bear Notch Road is actually closed in the wintertime. 
They do not maintain it. They gate it off and that's it. And it's, and it's closed until the snow melts. Right. But bare notch road, huh? Class six road. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. no. It's a regular, it's, it's a regular tar, tar oh, road. Paved. Oh, yeah. it's a regular tar road. Yeah. You oh, can ride, okay. There are drive sm- cars, motorcycles, everything on it. Okay. There are small like fire access roads that are off of it and camp access roads. Okay. Yeah. But you can't travel. It is shut down in the winter. I gotcha. Uh, but anyways, uh, so, so this encounter comes to us from October 4th of 2020. So this isn't a very old encounter. Uh, yeah. And this is in the end of the season, right? This is it, right. This is right in the heart of fall. This is right in peak. Yeah. Where right in peak. Uh, so Bear Notch Road is off of the Kangamangas or Kangamagas Highway, which is a very, very scenic road in New Hampshire. It's called the Kank. Uh, yeah. We call it the Kank. Uh, big for tourism. Uh, there's a river off of the Kank where people do all their swimming and kayaking and there's falls and rapids and stuff like that. Very, very cool place to visit. But Bear Notch Road is off of the Kangamangas Highway. And that's where this encounter uh, happened. Uh, Evan, do you want to take it from there? So when I received this encounter, this guy um, really tried to hide his identity for the most part. He's a pretty famous well, not famous, but he's a pretty well-known um, photographer in the state of New Hampshire and, you know, Vermont and Maine. He uh, does a lot of professional photography. He's very worried about his reputation being... Um, yeah, altered because yeah, of Yeah, altered it. because of this story. So I had to basically swear secrecy to him. Yeah, well, and, we're not giving out any names or anything yep. like that. So, you know, everybody's going to be totally anonymous. Yep, so yeah. this individual was... Um, stargazing one night and i believe he said that he was trying to get photos of the milky way which for those of you that don't know the white mountain national forest is a great place to see the milky way because there's no there's no there's no light no light pollution yeah no light beautiful area so he pulled off on a little um overlook on bear notch road and as he was taking his pictures, he started hearing some noises over in the um, woods. I believe he said to the left of him. Don't quote me on that. And he shined his spotlight over to that side. He didn't see anything. And he said a few minutes later, he started hearing these noises again. And this time he heard some rustling in the bushes. He approached it. And from what he saw in the woods, he saw a small chimp-like um, Sasquatch, as he described it to me, or possible Sasquatch. Sorry, I don't remember it fully. So many stories. But what we're talking about yeah. here is a is a possibility of it being a juvenile Sasquatch. A juvenile, okay. correct. Yeah. A youngling. Yep. So apparently this thing stood up and screamed at him and retreated it into the forest. And that's the last that he really saw of it. Right, and he, he heard it down into the into the valley below. Didn't he say in his uh, report that he had heard a lot of gibberish, uh, gibberish uh, like chimpanzee sounds <laughs> and things like that? Uh, yeah, he said that, that. That's actually what got his attention in the first place. Yeah, he said that it was some various noises off. To the side, he said, that got his attention, and the scream that the put the thing um, yelled at him, basically. Yeah, was well, he probably very he probably, like. Yeah, so the juvenile, right? They're young. They're 
what we call young and dumb. Uh, we won't say the rest of that sentence, but but so this juvenile probably was startled when he saw him because he's probably not used to people being there that time of night, right? Yes, but I believe the juvenile was harassing him in a way and trying Sexually. to play with possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But was trying to um gets curiosity. It's a uh, so the you know, juvenile was curious about this person and maybe he was trying to get a little closer. Maybe he was a little freaked out, so he decided he was going to mess with him a little bit, and he, and he started going off, it talking. Him, yeah, it made yeah. some uh, dog-like growling noises. Yeah. And just certain noises to deter a potential predator. Right. Right, to scare it off. So, yeah. So basically, uh, so it was a very quick encounter. Uh, very quick. It, yeah, yeah, it kind of maybe was startled. Uh, took off, ran back down into the forest. End of the story. He did hear it on its way down into the forest, making a racket. So it was running off. It so. was screaming and making almost like a siren. This was the photographer. Noise. This was the t- uh, the photographer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so the photographer's right. encounter. Yes. yes. The yeah. thing screaming off into the woods was the juvenile Sasquatch, allegedly. Okay. Yes. Uh, interesting thing in this encounter, though. Uh, he played it off that it was uh, a possibility that it was the devil monkey, which is part of New, Am- New Hampshire lore, right? I mean, Correction. it's like an urban, urban, uh, urban Never legend. heard of Correction it. on that. It was a person that commented underneath the story that I posted that said that it was a devil monkey. Because I got alerted to that because Instagram pointed it out that it might be offensive language. Because <laughs> it said monkey? Really? Yes. I Devil monkey? <laughs> I do not know why, but I it's got, racist. Uh, I think we can it, all monkey, agree that monkey is it, a derogatory. Asked me for permission to allow that comment to be on there. Monkey is a derogatory term that is used for black people. Yeah, well, that's horseshit. But, but anyways, the whole thing about it is we all know that the uh, Instagram and Facebook algorithms uh, basically have their heads up their ass. That's okay. You 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 overcame it and you got to post out, which I find is kind of interesting. Uh, the devil monkey, another whole story that we could talk about another time. Uh, if anybody's interested, they can look it up. Uh, it's part of New Hampshire folklore. Uh, not, a, not a real famous story, but, but the, the story is definitely out there. I'm going to have to research this. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, so, so, so Evan, there's a lot of things, right? So when I, when I listen to encounters, when I read about encounters, when I watch documentaries and everything like that, there's a lot of similarities, uh, in all of these encounters, like like there's a common thread or a common denominator, if you will, in uh, in, in a lot of these uh, uh, things. Uh, and I just wanted to go over a few of those, uh, mm-hmm. some things that we know about. Just because when you're doing investigations and you're into cryptozoology, right? You you you, you know you take your subject, which in this case would be Bigfoot slash Sasquatch. Okay, what are the things that are all common with everybody's encounter? Which which makes uh, makes it more credible, right? In in my eyes, okay. So so the one thing that I, that I hear a lot, if it's an encounter that happens at night, is that Sasquatch has a red eye shine, and, and to describe an eye shine, uh, say you're outside looking at looking for your cat at night, and you're flashing your light. Well, you see your cat sitting over on a stone wall, uh, and his eyes shine back green. Right. Same thing kind of with dogs. Their eyes will shine back green. Uh, deer tend to be yellow, for instance. So and sometimes that's how people can uh, 
tell what kind of animal it is by what color the eye shine is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, uh, so we're hearing a lot that uh, Sasquatch has a red eye shine, which uh, I don't think I've ever heard another report of any other type of animal that has a red eye shine. So a lot of people say that it's an eye glow, and personally, I have seen this with my encounter. Uh, it, yeah. I'm not saying that all of them can. That I'm not saying all of them are red, and I'm not saying that all of them are a different color. Mine was a auburn shade. When okay, I saw but, mine. but auburn is a deep red. So yeah, so yeah, so more, we're on the same more line, like the yeah. orange side of that. Yeah, orange red. Yeah, yeah. So so that's something that's like a common denominator in a lot of encounters, right? Yep. Uh, the other thing is, is the growling. Like they like to growl. That's their way of warning. I think. Yeah, a yeah. grumbling growl is definitely like a low a tone, pointer. deep growl. One of them I really have um, noticed, and I've had, I think, four different um, witnesses tell me about is a grumbling whale or a growling whale. Okay, not that familiar they, with that. So I can't mimic it. Because I don't have the lungs of a Sasquatch. Do you right. want, me, do you want but, me to try? Go right ahead. I think we've had enough of your mimics. Wait, hold on. I got this. <clears throat> That's actually kind of weird. Was yeah, that he, he, he How got, accurate is that? Uh, you would have to put it on a speaker. And he would have to have probably lungs the size of like a drum hey you know what evan <laughs> one of the thing is I, I i was thinking i wanted to compile a database of sasquatch audio yep. encounters uh something we could talk about later going down the road yep uh a lot of things the growling showing of the teeth they like to show their teeth uh and, and, and what's and what's funny in a lot of these encounters right they never say that sasquatch has huge canines that it has pretty much blocked teeth, like chiclet teeth, so, like square teeth. So that depends on what type of Sasquatch hmm. it is. Well, that could be too. Yep. Wow. So, for example, like the skunk ape is more of a um, orangutan slash chimpanzee type of Sasquatch that has large canines, for example, and not the blocky teeth that you might get with like a like a patty, for example, a type one. The ones around here apparently have a little bit of a mix uh what i get a lot of description of is a proto-human sort of creature so kind of like our teeth in a way so you have the sharp canines and then you have maybe the more blocky teeth when they expose their teeth uh to show that they're more omnivorous but it's still a characteristics that other primates show as well as a sign as aggression and intimidation Yes. So in some of the encounters that I've heard about, like when they're smiling, it's it's a way of them warning you. Like if they're smiling at you, they're like, okay, don't come any closer. Don't make any brash moves. Don't, don't do any of that. And that's just their way of like, uh, like if a dog showing their teeth, I guess. Chimps do that. Do they do that? Yeah. Chimps do kind of like that. (laughs) Do not smile back at them. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can tell people. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually heard that. If you think that, about like people at the zoo, the workers there, when they're taking care of the chimps, if they ever see a chimp smiling at them, they'll get out of that enclosure. Because yeah, they know territorial. Brutal. They know yeah. something's going to go chimps down. Chimps are yeah. brutal. And yeah. God forbid, if you smile at them, they'll rip you limb from limb. Because that would be like, like say they're smiling, that's their challenge. And if you smile back up, you're, you smile back at them, you're challenging them to a, to a monkey duel. Trims, chimps yeah. will right. I mean, basically, you up the yeah. one that oh, got. Yeah. Lo- the one hey, that what got about the chimp that ate the lady's face off? Yeah, do, I mean, do, they don't play games. Did you hear about the uh, 
a total Jurassic Park situation, uh, a chimp sanctuary that was had uh, electrical fences, and you could drive your car through the chimp sanctuary. So a group of people were doing that. The electrical fences failed, and then the chimps ransacked the drivers. I mean, punched through windows, uh, disemboweled them, ripped out their eyes and tongues, ate their genitalia, all this crazy shit. Chimps are brutal. Was this in Africa? I don't remember where the sanctuary was. It doesn't sound like it was in Arizona. Yeah, I watched a whole. I, 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 I watched a whole thing on it, and it was crazy. Yeah. Like just dis- very disturbing. Now I saw the one people. that got loose in a Connecticut. I forget where it was, but this person had the um, a pet chimp, and it apparently escaped, and it smashed somebody's windshield because they honked at it, mm. and it got on their windshield. And you know how they have like these short, like stubby legs in a way. It grabbed on and just smashed the windshield. Well, completely. The one Ron was talking about was a, a pet of a lady, right? I don't know if he was a pet or she was the caretaker. But like it, like ate her face. Yeah, ate her face off, and oh, she's yeah. still alive. Yeah, ate her face off. Because I'm pretty sure she's done some like things on daytime television where she like her face is so fucked. Yeah, I just I just remember the story yeah, anyway. it was pretty pretty freaking gruesome. Yeah, a- anywho. All right, so so yeah, so it's a type <laughs> of warning. So so that seems to be something that comes up a lot in a lot of encounters. Yeah. Right? Uh one I listened to the other night as a matter of fact, uh, the infrasound we kind of already touched on that. Uh we also touched on uh, the fact that they know what guns are. And they know to be oh. scared of guns and they know to in certain situations that uh you know, they could potentially attack somebody if somebody pulls a gun on them. Yeah. 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 It's definitely an interesting topic. Yeah. If you think about it, if you could, if you had somebody walking into your home with something that you never seen before and you learned what it was afterwards and this thing, let's say killed a member of your family, you're going to run off and tell other people about it. Right. 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 Sure. Which, which, which leads me to believe that they are intelligent and they have a language, right? Yeah. So, so that's kind of something I wanted to get into, like the talking gibberish. You know, and I wish we had some more recording. Uh, Maybe you can find some samurai yeah, chat. Yeah, yeah we, well, we can revisit chatter. this because I, I want to do. I'm going to have Evan on uh, from time to time and give us updates on this because everybody okay. knows. This is a big subject for me. Uh, and maybe we could put together some recordings and, and do that in a show. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, but they do have kind of a language. Uh, they describe it as a gibberish. Uh, and and uh, the sounds of juveniles playing, kind of giggling, sounds a lot like little kids. Children. Yep. Yeah, little kids <laughs> playing. Which leads me to the whole reason why I reached out to Evan in the first place. Are we ready? I hold on a second. Okay, I'm ready. Evan knows what I'm talking about. All right. So when I was first browsing Instagram one night, you know, looking for interesting stories, and that's what I do. I had come across <laughs> this one page that was New Hampshire Sasquatch. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Let's check this out. One of the posts that I saw was uh, an encounter that was in uh, the north eastern section of the state close to the main border okay so i started reading the account and i'm like oh my god i blew it up on the map i looked at my map i said this is like within two miles of where i had my audio encounter Mm. and right there that's when i got on got in contact with him he gave me his phone number we ended up talking for like what an hour an hour yeah yeah so so anyway so uh 
I'm into four wheeling really heavily, uh, like being out in the woods, four wheeling, uh, have a side by side and a four wheeler. We got about 10, 12 friends that we all go riding together. <clears throat> and so we had done a long weekend and we had gone up north uh, to Berlin, uh, where Jericho State Park is. And everybody from here knows that uh, Jericho, Jericho State Park uh, is is a big uh, it's a four wheeler park actually they have lots of roads uh, lots of things for four wheelers to stop and look at uh, just buzz around and everything it's just a really good time but when we're there we decide that we're gonna that we're gonna want to do a trip to Errol which is like a good day ride from uh, you know to go to Errol go to LL Cody's do some shop and get a bite to eat mm-hmm. and then and then try to get back into town. Uh, before before sundown because that's when that's when uh, that's when you're not supposed to be on the roads anymore and, and you will get stopped and get ticketed uh, have been stopped before never ticketed but but anyway so so anyway so it's a good day ride so we're out there and I want to say I forget which route it is uh, but we were uh, we were just stopping stopping for a drink break uh, and uh, I had to relieve myself. I had to, in the business, what we call, go take a leak. Take a dump. Oh, sorry. No. Take a little no. tinkle. Trying to stay serious here. Go to so, so I had to stop. I had to take a leak. Uh, uh, grabbed a refreshment because uh, it was kind of a dry, dusty day. Whiskey. Uh, and it was kind of hot because it was in the summertime. So uh, so ice. I said, well, I'm going to go. And we stopped. Uh, and, and on all these old logging roads, they have these little cutoffs. In old gravel pits and things like that that have been abandoned, where you know where they dug the gravel out to actually make the logging roads and stuff like that. So we had stopped at one that was actually starting to get grown back in, like they like they hadn't used it for a gravel pit in a long time. And I just told everybody, hey, I got to take a leak. I'm gonna go down here, you know. So I'm walking down. Well, a friend of mine's daughter, uh, probably mid 20s she goes, oh well, I'll go with you. I gotta, I gotta take, you know, I gotta go pee too. Uh, but I don't want to go down there by myself. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll go over here. You go over there, uh, you know, and we'll do our thing. Uh, so anyway, so so anyways, I'm there. All of a sudden, I start hearing gibberish. I hear what sounds like little kids playing, talking, uh, <laughs> teeing, giggling. <laughs> and I'm like thinking to myself, okay, we're out in the middle of nowhere. There is no little kids going to be, I mean, we're miles and miles from a house. There's not going to be any little, there's no campers out there, nothing like that. I said, okay, immediately I think to myself, oh my God, these are juvenile Sasquatches. Because it's exactly what they sounded like because probably six months prior to that, I was listening to an episode online and it, the whole episode was based on vocalizations from juvenile Sasquatches. And I'm telling you right now, it's exactly what it sounded like. And I'm, and I'm okay, so now I'm starting to get a little sketched out. I turn around and finish doing my business. I turn around, I start, because we had to walk up a hill to get back to where the machines were parked. So anyways, so my friend's daughter, she walks up to me and I can notice she's a, like a little, like, Sketch. A little, yeah, a little sketched out. So freaked out. So, so I didn't say anything. I said, okay, I'm not going to say anything. And I'm definitely not going to say anything when we get up there because everybody in my group of friends makes fun of me uh, because they know I'm in a Sasquatch and they just think it's a big effing joke. And it's not to me. <laughs> but, but anyway, so, so she comes up to me. I said, I'm not going to say a word. She comes up to me. She says, 
did you hear that? I go, hear what? And she says, there's little kids down in the woods playing. I said, what did you hear? And she says, I heard giggling. Uh, I couldn't make out what they were saying, but they were talking to each other. Uh, I could hear branches breaking, but I heard a lot of giggling and laughing and stuff like that. And I looked at her. I said, okay, I heard the same thing. Uh, it's not kids. I don't want to tell you what's going on right now, but let's just walk up to the machines. When we get up there, I'm going to tell everybody, mount up, get our stuff together, get our trash together. Let's get on the machines and let's basically continue on our ride. So we get up, we get up to the machines and everybody, you know, they're halfway through their drink or whatever. And I'm like, okay, guys, uh, time to go. And then everybody's like, well, what's the rush? What's the rush? I said, nah, listen, if I say it's time to go, it's time to go. I said, I'm going to tell you when we hit our next stop. And, and they could tell I was serious. And, and, and my friend's daughter looked at her mom and, and she says, seriously, let's go. Nobody questioned it from that point on. We all got in our machines, buckled up and split. We get about five miles further down the trail, uh, the road, we stop, we get out and I explain the whole thing to everybody. Of course, what was the reaction that I got? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you're Ron. hearing things and this and that. How many it, beers have you had? And my friend's daughter's like, no, because I heard it too. So where you stopped to take a leak, was it, it was kind of like a clearing? No, it's an old logging road. Right. And it has some, happens to be coming down a long hill. Okay. And then it's a big pull-off, which which if you've got 10 machines or five machines or whatever, you need room to actually pull off and get off the road. Yeah. Because they'll still run clearing. logging trucks on these roads, kind other four-wheelers. I mean, you got to be out of the way. you got to be safe, right? Was there a, Okay. Was there a lot of downed, uh, felled trees? Uh, not really. Like a lot of young growth trees. Not, no, like it no, had been all cut down at one time and all the trees are just kind of growing back down. In no, the like uh, logs or trees that have fallen that have kind of become dead wood, maybe. Oh, I'm sure there's some of that. Okay, because I do know that coyotes, um, they, they, they giggle. They laugh. Not saying this is what it is, but I'm just saying. Coyotes do giggle and they do, uh, they obviously have packs, right? And they do like to hang out they create dens in a lot of um previous logging areas where there's a lot of downed rotting wood because they can kind of make dens in the world i'm not saying they make dens in the wood i'm not saying that's uh what it was but i'm just wondering could that maybe have been something possibly maybe just what what okay so i have a lot of experience with coyotes Okay, me too. Remember, we talked about Hashtag this. Hashtag me We too. talked about this, right? We have talked about Before, coyotes. Yeah. So, uh, could it be coyotes? Yeah, there's always a chance that it was coyotes. I don't think they were coyotes. No. O- only okay. because I had, like, in the previous six months, listened to a whole audio section of just juvenile Sasquatches. And then listening to the peoples give their encounters to it. And, I mean, it sounded just like that. Oh, yeah, I've heard coyotes go off. I heard them go off last week. I mean, they had either got themselves a fawn or something out across the street from my house. But but anyways, so, so not ruling that out. But this is what makes it interesting. And this is why I contacted Evan in the first place. Okay. I saw his post, read the encounter, saw where it was, figured out that it was like within a mile, possibly two, of where I had my audio encounter. 
and I'm going to let Evan take it from here, and he's going to tell the story. Uh, also, we have to make sure that we uh, give this guy his anonymity that he needs uh, because he doesn't want anybody talking about this. Okay, so I just want, before you jump in, I just want to give a brief description. I was way out in Maine. I was staying in a tiny house in the middle of fucking nowhere. Tons of Cha-ching. woods. <laughs> Tons of woods, just nothing really around. Um, and in the middle of the night, I heard a lone coyote call out and then a choir of, it sounded like laughter of other coyotes responding. It was crazy, like laughing, uh, tons of them um, all together after this one coyote called out. So I'm not saying it didn't sound like children, but I'm just saying, I don't know. Maybe that's something to possibly consider. No, I understand 100 percent. And I'm taking that into consideration. However, uh, this sounded like literally little kids playing and talking And, and, and 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 actually why I told my friend's daughter as we're walking up, listen, not going to really sketch you out any further right now, but that sounds like juvenile Sasquatches, and where there's juveniles, there's grown-ups. So let's get the F out of here, like, as fast as we can. Oh, they were definitely watching you. Yeah. Because if that was juveniles, there's definitely probably a male up in the trees above. Like predator? Not in the tree itself, because the trees around here will not hold an adult Sasquatch. Yeah. And especially where we were, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sasquatch has definitely climbed trees. I've seen videos of it. Uh, but but this was all huh. very young growth growth wood where it had been cut off, I'm guessing maybe three years prior max. But this is where the story gets interesting, and Evan's going to tell you the story. Sorry about that tangent. So basically, um, this happened, I believe it was in... 2011 when it was june 22nd 2011 and uh it was coming from dixville notch um the guy was rounding a curve and mind you this person is and this is on a main road it is a main road where were you coming from not me this is not me where were they coming from uh dixville notch so they're entering (laughs) sorry we don't have to get into specifics. I yeah. think it's probably better that we don't. Yeah, for this person's sake. Right. Yeah, because yeah, this guy's not real happy that. Yeah, he, uh, this individual ended up blocking um, my phone number after Ooh. I uh, asked him if he possibly wanted to come on the show. After okay. I asked him uh, if he yeah, wanted to yeah, come so on the show. Yeah, so his, uh, yeah. yeah, we need to keep him as anonymous as possible and Perfectly hopefully he fine. never. Li- Hopefully he never listens to the show, which I don't think there's any fear of that. But but please continue. So as he was rounding a corner. I think it's important to say what his profession was. But other he, than that, nothing. Yep. He was a uh, retired fish and game officer. Okay. So as he was rounding a corner, he uh, noticed something that was standing in the trees. And he thought it was a backpacker with a uh, very large uh, load on his back. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he thought really nothing of it until he started, like, coming around more. This person, person, so to speak, was standing in the trees. At that point, he said, this is no goddamn person. He slowed down, and he noticed that it was an adult male 
Sasquatch holding its arm above in a tree, holding a branch. And it was just looking around. He tried to take off his, well, take out his phone and take a video or a picture of this creature as he was sl- slowly rolling around, well, rolling down the road. Mm-hmm. And as he went to go take a picture, this thing bolts back into the woods and he said that he can hear this thing just crashing through the woods like a bulldozer. And he apparently brought it up to some of the other people that were in his department and what they told him you don't talk about them we know that they're there you don't talk about them nobody will believe you and you better watch it because you'll lose your job or lose your retirement yeah yeah so that's it so so we're not going to say too much Which more about he this is guy, retired but... but he has another family member that is in the field so this guy, he told you this story, and what, you shared it? He gave me permission to share it. And then you shared it, and what, he blocked you? So Ron, um, this is the story that Ron uh, reached out to me about because he saw it. And Well, I reached out to you because it was in the same exact location that I had my audio. Not the same exact, but within a mile or two from there. Uh, I pulled out my four-wheeling map. I compared it to his map. I compared the routes, and I know exactly where this guy had this encounter. What are we waiting for? Let's a, let's a, get a team together and go out there. I'm actually going to be there in a couple of weeks. And Ryan, but, but, I mean, but I mean, this person strikes me as somebody being very, very credible. He is very, very credible. He's yeah. very straight edge. He's just so, retired fishing game officer. Yes, told you this. Yes. All right, so Evan, finish telling the story because I said, well, maybe we can reach out to him. We could have him on the show. We can disguise his voice. Obviously, we can make him anonymous. Nobody's ever going to figure out who he is. And yeah. he went freaking ballistic. Yeah, he started, you know, cussing me out on the phone. Um, when I asked him this question, he was upset. He was in. I mean, all he fear. had to say was, I can't do that. And I that can't do been it. The he started flipping out. Well, you know, New Hampshire is not a very big state. Um, you could easily track somebody down with that. You could probably kind of track somebody down with this information, honestly, let alone if the right person listens to it. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think anybody's going to be that interested in it. I mean, I mean, hopefully you know not. What? Well, I'm just telling anybody that's listening. Uh, yeah, don't go looking for this guy. Yeah, he don't, don't. You know what? And you should never cause problem for anybody that's reporting an encounter. Give them their privacy and ask something else that Evan and I talked about. He's running into uh, other Sasquatch people um, from the state and necessarily not just New Hampshire are uh, reaching out to people and being a total nuisance. You know, don't do that. Yeah. And also don't give these people their privacy. It's 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 it was hard enough to come out with the encounter in the first place. Right. Because you because you leave yourself up to ridicule. And don't fuck with people if it's going to mess with. Cha-ching. Their... Ah, shit. Ah. Don't mess with people if, um, you know, it's going to interfere with the the way they make a living or if they're making money. Or their privacy. Or privacy, no, it's just their privacy. which you said. But I'm just saying, if it, if it, don't don't mess with people that's interfering with their way to, you know, mind put you, food on the table or anything like that. Mind you, for the people that are listening out there, this individual did give me permission to talk about his encounter, but not go into detail of 
who he is, and his family. Right, and that's something we wouldn't that's do fair. anyway. Oh, no, that's no, no, something no, that, no, we wouldn't do that anyway. And that's yeah. something that I pledge yeah. to do for people that do reach out to me. Yeah, the only I way- take your... I take your... Con- your animate... Oh, sorry. I take your stories very seriously, and I wouldn't want to screw any of you over. Right. right. The only way we would ever probably really share that information is if that person came on the show and they were willing to do that. And they agreed to. Yeah, right. and they because, exactly. I mean, we haven't even revealed who Evan is. Yeah, you don't even know who I am. You don't even know who Buckley is. Yeah, yeah. no idea. Yeah. I mean, we do. Well, yeah, but no, Buckley's totally anonymous. Nobody knows. They just know him as Buckley. <laughs> yeah. they, don't, they don't know his real name. You can but probably exactly. find me. Yeah. Maybe easy. it would be us that know, but... I right. basically agree that none of us All right. would so, that. So, I mean, so that adds yeah, a little... Cre- I hear you, Evan. I hear you. That adds well, a little... Thank you, and cheers to that. That adds a little credibility to his story. Uh, in my encounter, kind of backs that up. Uh, it's just it's just two pieces of the puzzle. That's all it is, right? But now, when I go up there again, I'm going to stop in the same place if I can find it. I'm going to take some pictures. Let's go. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do that. I want to go. Well, you know, I got my machine right here getting it ready. Did you notice that? No. Why don't you, me, and Evan... We'll we'll fucking get a a crew and Cha-ching. some some forensic. We'll get some forensics. I got equipment to together. We'll go up there too. and we'll search. What's that? I had to take you where I had my encounter too. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely. We, I'll bring my guns. I don't want any guns. I don't want guns either. No, you can. Well, you can bring a sidearm. Conceal Just keep it hidden. Con, yeah, conceal it. Yeah, bring a sidearm. They side know arm. what they are because they. I can't bring my shotgun. No, you don't need to bring a shotgun. If we're not going to Sasquatch pod tries to like. Rip me to okay, pieces. Okay, so so if you research it a little bit more, I'll start blasting. Because I know that you're not on board for it, uh, you're agnostic about it, and I get that. That's fine. But if you knew what Evan knows and what I know, you don't want to bring a shotgun. You don't want to bring any type of long rifle. You want to wear a sidearm for protection, scare it off. Fine. I would probably flip out if you pulled a gun on Sasquatch. I have literally pissed my pants, and I'm confessing that on this podcast. I have literally pissed my pants. What do you mean? Like recently? During an encounter. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you, I didn't know if you had not the my first prostate one. issues or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you were encountering Not my first watch. one, but it was from a vocalization. Okay, I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. if a Sasquatch is charging you, well, do, they'll pull do, a gun out. They'll bluff charge you. They'll do what, what they call a bluff charge. Yeah, they'll do a bluff charge, which means they'll, they'll run after you, then they'll stop. They want you okay. out of their area. They don't want any trouble usually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you won't see them most. A lot of times, I'll, I'll leave the shotgun. Bring, I think the only reason you see a Sasquatch that Sasquatch screwed up and let you see him. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what happened with mine. That's a, I'm a firm believer in that. That's what happened with mine. Yep. All right. Well, I'll bring a side piece. But why don't we go up there? We can. We, we just can. have to set up the time to do it. Yeah. Well, we should get some, like, cameras. I have a person in mind that would be uh, more than willing to go. Like in, 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 in uh, well, I'm gonna filmographer ta- it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some pictures when I go up there. I'll probably bring my GoPro, which isn't the ideal camera for doing this particular thing. No, we but... get cameras and we videotape. There's a, a theory that we didn't go into is trail cameras. Oh. Oh, okay. So They, so they can hear, though. Yeah, they can. Okay, so yeah, well, we I, didn't even think of that. I'm glad you brought yeah, sorry. that up. Sorry. Everybody says, "Well, how come you can't get a Bigfoot on a trail cam?" 
one fair question i think yeah i think they can sense the infrared sensors in them yeah and i think that the trail cam puts off a frequency that the sasquatch can hear and the sasquatch knows where the trail cams are what's your thoughts on that evan I 100% believe it, for one. Um, there's certain companies that actually bring in dogs to um, and try to gauge which ones they can hear the most. So The cameras. If you th- so yes. you mean they bring in dogs to test the cameras? The game channels. Yes, I okay. have heard about that. And if you think about it, the case with Bigfoot, if one of their trail cameras ended up catching a Sasquatch on it, can you imagine what type of money that they would get from hunters and that type of stuff? Like, our trail camera was the only one to really catch Bigfoot on camera. Oh, yeah, it would be crazy. Oh, yeah. It'd be a huge marketing campaign for But, sure. I mean, if these beasts, these Samasquatches are as intelligent as you say they are. Samsquatch. Samsquatch, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if they're as intelligent as you say they are, then they could already, you know, if somebody's setting up a trail cam, they could already be watching. You know? They probably are. A lot like, of times oh, they this, probably are. What's this guy doing out here? And that's one thing that I don't oh, use trail cams for. Hmm. I don't believe in them. I don't. I mean, I know I don't think you'll work. ever get a Sasquatch on a trail cam. I don't think that they yeah. W- yeah. will go next to it. Yeah. I think they know they're there. They're too smart. They see you. Wa- they they really probably see you setting them up. Think about that. They're probably Just watching like he said. you the whole time. Yeah. 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 So so why haven't what why why have we not caught one? So there it's a is a million dollar theor- question. So there is a theory. The million dollar question. Yeah. There is a theory that is um the blackout helicopters that the, the government. So there has been people that claim that they have shot them. Okay. And there is theories that either their family members will come and haul them off and bury them. The Samasquatch's family members. Correct. Okay. Or the people that report that, hey, I shot a Sasquatch. Hey, I killed a Sasquatch. Hey, and they, they go back to find it and it's gone. Blackout helicopters. I've heard from two different people that blackout you know, helicopters will come and pick them up. I okay. haven't seen it. Okay, let me run this by you. Yeah. And I know we're getting short on time, but I just wanted to, this just reminded me of something. You know how we've been having the massive wildfires out there in California and stuff like that, right? Yep. Yes. I read an encounter where some firefighters came across what they thought was a person that was burnt up, and it was a Sasquatch that got burnt up, was still alive, and somehow or other, the government or the army or somebody found out, and that's exactly what they did. They came in. They lowered themselves from the helicopter, and they said, okay, everybody, evacuate this area. We're taking it from here. Did you hear that story? I am not familiar with that story, no, but I am familiar with the story about how uh, Washington, one of their bases, they brief their um, their units and their men there on Sasquatches, and that's an actual thing that you can look up. I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I also heard an encounter – Heard of an encounter where a gentleman and his friend were fishing. Uh, they went on this one particular island. They parked their boat. They got attacked by a Sasquatch, uh, like a violent Sasquatch. Because, I mean, look, look at some humans are docile. Some are uh, 
you know, pretty kind of cool. They don't like confrontation. And some humans will just soon kill you than look at you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's the same way with Sasquatches, right? So they had this encounter with this Sasquatch that, I mean, was throwing rocks at them. And that's another big thing. Sasquatch likes to throw rocks at you to warn you, too. Uh, so it's rocks, uh, big pieces of broken branches, uh, boulders. I mean, the whole nine yards, Pushing right? down trees. Yeah, so what this Sasquatch did and nice. how these guys were alerted to why he was there, he was throwing rocks in the water. So, so actually, that's a good way to piss off a fisherman, right? Mm-hmm. So the fisherman turned around to yell. They figured it was some kids raising hell, and it was a Sasquatch. And so they didn't know what to do. Anyways, I guess one of them pulled a gun, and the Sasquatch absolutely went Ape berserk. Shit. Yeah. Did he kill yeah. him? He didn't kill them, but he, he, threw, he threw a boulder big enough to knock one of the guys out. He fell out of the boat, uh, totally incapacitated. The other guy was able to get his shit together, get on the boat while the Sasquatch is running towards it. Now, Sasquatches can swim, too. They're known to swim and actually fish. Mm-hmm. They get to the other side where they were parked. They call the cops. The cops come. And then within a half hour or something like that, the cops said, well, you got to go. Leave your boat and just go. Just go. Come back tomorrow and get your boat. So they do a quick report. They take off. They come back the next day. Military unit there. Government people there. Blacked out cars there. Blacked out SUVs. Uh, And a military guy went up to the guy and he said, that's your boat. Get your boat and get the F out of here. He said, we're taking this from here. And where the story goes is that they have a special unit in the military that are actually Sasquatch hunters that go out when they get a rogue Sasquatch, a Sasquatch that's violent or whatever they go out they hunt it and they eliminate it and how the story goes is that they caught up with this sasquatch and they killed him so i'm a firm believer that the government definitely knows about sasquatch there's some states that actually have laws protecting sasquatch mm-hmm. right uh you cannot bother molest uh, i don't mean you know, sexual. whoa well i mean that means you know harass oh uh shoot nothing if Whew. if you if you bother a sasquatch in any way you will be arrested. Now, now, how is that the case if it's an animal that doesn't exist and nobody knows about it? Have you seen Robot Chicken? Oh, no. God. So, they do a, a Sasquatch cartoon. It's all anime. And there's a cartoon of these hikers going through the woods, and they come across a Sasquatch. And the Sasquatch is very angry. And it makes the hikers watch him jerk off. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Sounds like Peter Kane. Is this on Adult Swim? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never seen that? No. It's pretty funny. No, Adult Swim out. is funny. I'll give it's you that. It hilarious. sounds like that Peter Kane uh, dog trainer guy. The one that claims to have him up on uh, his roof fucking whacking it. <laughs> yeah, like the monkeys at Benson's Wild Animal Farm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take uh, something out of Wes's West uh, West West from Sasquatch Chronicles out of his playbook because I think it's one of the best questions he asks everybody on the show. Let's hear it. Yeah. I'm ready. What do you think Sasquatch is, Evan? So, I, Democrat. Because there's several theories. <laughs> I believe it's the. Descendant of Gigantopithecus. I think it could have... Uh, interbre- and that's a common one. Yep, I think it could have interbred with um, Nyanarthals. 
for example. I do not believe it to be extraterrestrial. I do not believe it to be, you know, supernatural. From what I've come across, I have not seen anything in regards to it being supernatural. I think it's completely flesh and blood. Okay, so so I disagree with you a little bit. Uh, we, of course, we don't know exactly what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's expert. But, but at my age, I've been studying Sasquatch, Bigfoot since probably middle school. So probably 10, 11, 12 years old. Uh, it's always been a big subject for me. Uh, I How read old a are lot. you? I'm old. I graduated high school in 1981. It's now 2021. I can't do the math. Okay. I'm old. Wow. So, so anyway, so Too old. Uh, I've <laughs> seen a lot of, read a lot of encounters, researched a lot of encounters where Sasquatch will just appear out of thin air <gasps> or appear that he walks through some type of portal. Ah. I've seen reports where there's a lot of orbs that are seen leading up to a Sasquatch uh, encounter or a Sasquatch sighting. Let's just call it an, a sighting, right? I've also read encounters where people will have UFO sightings and a Sasquatch sighting in the same area on the same same night. I mean, so I think, is there an extraterrestrial angle? Is, is there a interdimensional angle? I think at this point, anything is possible. I respect your theory, Evan, 100%. Uh, I kind of think that it could be all of them. You know, I, I mean, you know, Gigantopithecus, that's that's a huge one. That was one of the first things that I learned from watching In Search Of. They talked about that. And, you know, but, but the more encounters that you read about, the more, you know, you kind of got to have an open mind to it. You kind of got to say, well, this is interesting. There's like, you know, a hundred sightings when they all saw, you know, like red or orange orbs in the forest leading up to their Sasquatch sighting. Uh, again, you know, hey, we're living in a world we don't, you know, this is uh, like not to not to like plug up our own show, but this is a wicked planet we're living on. There's a lot of things that go on that we don't really can it can explain. And this is one of them. Uh, could it could it be uh, a descendant? Uh, there's a lot of theories. It's a descendant of the Nephilim. Uh, descendant of giants, descendants of Neanderthal. I mean, the there's a Nephilim. Mill- you mean like uh, the Archons and the Anunnaki, basically the elite reptilian. The giants of the Bible from Noah's time. Basically, the elite reptilians, kind of right. Well, not reptilians, but the the Watchers, for instance, the giants. Well, a cult. So is associated with the Anunnaki, kind of like the Archons, and the uh, Neph. Nephilim. Yeah, well, the Nephilim. They talk about the Nephilim, Nephilim in the, in the, I believe, in the Book of Genesis. Uh, so, yeah. so there's just a lot of theories. Uh, basically, as a lot of people trying to figure out what what actually a Sasquatch is. You, uh, this is what I think. Y'all gave your take. I'm going to give mine. Okay. Ron. Go ahead. You, you always look so displeased when I am about to talk. No, that's not true. Go ahead. You just, there's always an eye roll. You immediately go to your phone. You haven't even seen the eye roll. From and you start yet. scrolling, just like oh, no, because I want. I was trying to find this guy the, done talking. I yet? was trying to find his post when we when we kind of talk about that. Right. But, well, you but find the post. Give us give us your take <laughs> as a skeptic, which I respect. That give us your take on it. All right, I'll give you my take. I think there's an answer for everything. It seems like 
you know, all the uh, combative questions as to, you know, why aren't they on camera trails? Why hasn't anyone ever caught one? Why, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There always seems to be kind of like, well, you know, they, uh, they're very intelligent. They can, they can uh, evade the camera trails. Well, they're interdimensional. Well, um, they're very elusive in the woods. Well, they have cloaking devices. I don't fucking know. And I'm not 100% saying that. That disproves it because obviously, like I said before, there's a lot of evidence. Evans talked to a lot of people. He clearly has seen a lot of videos and talked to a lot of people. As you have, you've known about the subject for since you were 12. But I'm still going to go fall back on the fact that kind of like UFOs, until you show me it, until I see it, I can't really say that it exists. That's that's about all. Kind of how it was like until I saw my first one. And I've only seen one. Okay. And that's kind of what confirmed it for me. Because when you see the muscle movement and, like, the facial features move, that's where I get the flesh and blood from. Plus, from what I can say is my research, I don't see any leads to anything being supernatural. I see it being an organic being. And that's how I see it. But I also think any sort of... I'm sorry to interrupt. You don't think any sort of paranormal aspects for Sasquatch? Not quite. Okay. Because that's that a there... big uh, in the cryptid. That's a big element of of the Sasquatches that they kind of are might be paranormal, like Ron was saying, interdimensional, possibly cloaking devices, and the orbs, which you know, orbs you can attribute. I mean, my brother is a ghost hunter. Yeah paranormal investigator and sends pictures or videos of orbs all the time yeah i believe in orbs and that type of stuff i have seen some pretty funky stuff in the woods right and in the skies too i don't think it's linked with sasquatch at least i think they can go to areas that might be active and i think it can be in some cases an overactive imagination at times Okay. Well, or that could be too. Yeah. Psychedelics. That could happen with a lot of people. Yeah. Hey, have you heard the reports and why, you know, and then Buckley brought this up and, and, I, and I meant to bring it up, but I kind of got sidetracked. But yeah, the whole cloaking Bigfoot thing, right? There's actual encounters where people would be in the woods. Uh, there was an encounter on Sasquatch Chronicles. Actually, it wasn't Sasquatch Chronicles. It was on the confessionals. Uh, uh, which he does a lot of Sasquatch stuff too. I've been uh, listening to that in a long time. Uh, Confessionals is a great show. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know it yeah, is. I need yeah. to get so, back. So uh, where they see something, they don't quite see it, and it almost and they describe it as what the pred- in the movie Predator looks like. Like you can see something, but it's not there. And that's where the whole theory of the cloaking Bigfoot comes in. Yeah, but I mean, I understand that. I mean... I mean, we all know Buckley is a very, very skeptic on the on the Sasquatch thing, uh, which is totally fine. I mean, it makes for an interesting conversation, right? Uh, to me, there's no doubt in my mind. 
that Sasquatch exists. Yeah. I have never, ever seen with my own eyes seen a Sasquatch, but I'm pretty damn sure that I've heard them. Uh, and, and I know it's, it's weird sometimes, uh, sometimes you have a sense that they're around. I don't oh, I think, do. I think I think maybe people, some people are tuned in a little bit different. I think I'm one of those people. I think I'm tuned into. I'm very perceptive when I'm in the woods. Uh, I have a kinship with animals. I, I just, I, I don't know. You, you know, and, and a lot of things during the sightings too, like like the animals, like the other animals in the forest, no one there's a Sasquatch around because in all the encounters, they say it's dead quiet in the woods. Like the one that happened. Yeah, there's no birds chirping. There's no there's no squirrels running, chipmunks through the, through the leaves, nothing. You hear absolutely nothing so that they know that the Sasquatch is there. And that's probably a good sign when you're out actually looking for Bigfoot sign. If you if you come up into a situation where it is dead quiet in the woods, probably something to take into consideration. Like the one on Crawford Notch that I uh, had the lady uh, send to me. The deer froze in front of her car. Not looking at the car, looking at the woods, and she lined up for the vision, like the line of vision was going from the deer. Sasquatch pops up out of the little divot in the ground. That thing was probably hunting it. It was hunting it, no doubt. It was hunting the deer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of encounters that you hear about about them hunting deer, hunting hogs, wild hogs. Uh, there's some sections in New Hampshire where we have some wild hogs up near Heber and Bristol area. Yep. I, yeah, I remember I used to hunt up there as a kid and everybody would say, watch out for the wild hogs. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so, so so you know, we, we're kind of going to wrap this up here tonight. I think we've uh, covered a lot of territory for one show. We still got uh, a lot more to do. Yeah, so, so this is my, uh, you know, I'd like to invite you to come back on. Yeah, I want to stay in touch for sure. And I really want to thank you, Evan, for coming on the show. I mean, it was a little bit of a hike for you to get here. You know, it was kind of cool to actually get somebody in the studio instead of doing a Zoom call or whatever, which which works. I don't know. It's just more personal to have somebody. I think in studio is always better. Yeah, me too. Opinion. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so no matter Evan, what. Evan was our first in-studio guest. Hey, so congratulations, Evan. Yeah, My I, pleasure. And I want to thank, thank you. Guys. I want to thank you for taking the time. Hey, I want to thank you for bringing dinner, too. I'm not going oh, yeah, to tell you where Evan works, but he brought dinner from where he works. And it was really good. Yeah. Uh, kind of hit the spot. It's been a long day. Escargo so, and Eel. Yeah, so Evan, you want to uh, plug your social media and... Uh, Tell people where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the New Hampshire Sasquatch. And you can find me on Gmail and send me your stories that way at New Hampshire Sasquatch at gmail.com. And of course, you can probably go through Ron and he can get you in touch with me. Yeah, so listen, you know, and we tell everybody this every week, Evan. If you got a story, uh, an encounter, and in this situation, in this case, if you've had any type of Sasquatch encounter, Anything that you think might be a Sasquatch encounter, please DM me at Ron from New England on Instagram or the Wicked Planet Podcast on Instagram. Send me a message. I'd like to hear your story. Uh, we can get together uh, uh, with Evan and we can tag team the encounter. We can uh, we can do an interview. Yeah, shoot uh, it out to Evan too. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Either you know, get a, get in contact with Evan, get in contact with me. Uh, you can email us at at uh, the Wicked Planet Podcast at Gmail. Okay, send us uh, send us an email or whatever. There's a million ways to find us. Uh, actually, three. But anyways, uh, yeah, reach out to Evan. Uh, New Hampshire uh, Sasquatch on Instagram. Really cool page. Evan. Uh, take the time and read some of his posts. Listen to some of the audio. 
Uh, it's really cool. Uh, it's the audio that we played in the beginning of the show here is actually an audio uh, that I got permission from Evan. So I lifted it off his Instagram and I, and, and I played it and, and why I did that was because it's allegedly was taken in New Hampshire and I kind of wanted to stick with just New Hampshire sightings tonight. Uh, but good. anyways, yeah. So if you got something, hey, reach out, let us know what's up. Uh, Evan, you got any closing thoughts? Evan, I want to know, I know you're into Samasquatches. What else do you like to do? Yeah, what do you got for hobbies besides yeah. being a dad? Oh, Long walks on the beach, pina coladas, dancing in the rain. What? Drinking beer. Oh. <laughs> Drinking beer. That's a surprise in New Hampshire. <laughs> Fishing. Yeah, fishing's good. Um, I Fuck do like yeah. to go hiking. Hiking's good. And uh, I go foraging. Foraging? Yep. Like wildcrafting? Yeah. Uh, Wild mushrooms. Yeah, like for yeah, herbs and plants. And... Yeah. yeah. If you That's find cool. the kind of mushrooms I like, let me know. I cannot confirm or deny that I can get you those. Okay, so. <laughs> we'll so talk later. <laughs> wink once for yes, twice for no. Oh! All right, so listen. That was a big no. Listen, thanks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. I know we had a real good time. Uh, again, I want to thank Evan for taking the time to get you. had about an hour drive to get here. Oh damn! Uh, had had a had a great time. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get this edited and get it out to you as soon as possible. You know, obviously, by the time you hear this, you're already be hearing it, so I guess that doesn't really make any sense. But uh, remember, this is a wicked planet we're living in. Uh, so everybody, have a good night. Have a good weekend coming up. I hope you enjoyed your Memorial Day, and we'll talk to you next week. Ron from New England signing off. Buckley out.